This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Mama just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. Mama, life had just begun. But now I've gone and thrown it all away. Mama, didn't mean to make you cry. If I'm not back again this time tomorrow, carry on, carry on, as if nothing really matters. Hello, welcome back to the Mocha Minutes podcast. I am Stephanie. Thank you for much, so much for joining me. Um, now I have a weird, I don't know why, I had a weird fascination to go watch Wayne's World again. Not sure why, because it's not a good binge to watch. <laughs> it's like, I don't, that's not like, oh, I can't wait to do it and watch this. I'm like, oh, nope, nobody says that about Wayne's World. It's like, it's a cult classic, but no one goes, man, I'm in the mood. No, don't. (laughs) Welcome back. Um, So the chuckle you hear is from, she is my Charmaine. She's my man, not y'all's, mine. So I have Charmaine from (laughs) 17 bajillion podcasts, (laughs) notably militantly mixed and blurred comics and also newly into Texas part. She is co- owner co-runner um of golf cosmos golf coast cosmos i'm sorry let me know when y'all want me to come sing y'all theme song because i'm all about it where the jingle for the commercial i'm here love it (laughs) (laughs) sound like it need to be on the um, guardians of the galaxy soundtrack i love it like a black exploitation movie because that's what we doing that's what we're doing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, um, wait, she got all her stuff in here. This is why I love. And also, what do I see? That's uh this one here mm-hmm. is by Furious. I had this show going for a little while and then I got depressed doing it, so I stopped doing it. Aww. And I was like, I'm gonna come back to it in a couple months. Well, it's been two years. <laughs> um I'm gonna go back to it eventually. Mm. I just 
it was a lot more work. It's it, it's my because I'm an angry bisexual. It was you know me wanting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and wanted me to talk. I wanted to talk about queer issues, but it was so much work to to talk about with other people. Like um, we got some issues in the Black queer community. It's hard to talk. It's hard for us to talk. So mm. I got depressed doing it, and I put it on pause for a while. So I'll get back to it one day. Mm. You know, I can understand why. Because I swear. Um, the whole thing with Little Nas X and seeing the divide, I'm like, I'm looking from the outside looking in and yeah. watching the divide between um, queer folks and trans folks and how they're like, y'all don't like everybody don't get along in the car. And it's like, yeah, this is starting to come out. But then you, I also am a fan of like YouTube shows. So it's mm-hmm. YouTube shows. I love them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of transphobia on these shows. And it's yeah. like, but, but now we've said it because, um, it was Chasing Reality has some really good shows. I love theirs. Um, Chasing LA, they had two tra- trans women on there. One of them is not coming back. And she was like, I'm calling out all the transphobia that's on there. And people are like, why are you doing that? It's like, but did y'all watch the show? Because I watched the show. It's like, no, I get what she's saying. It's like, Mm-mm-mm. when we talk about like transphobia in the black community, we are not, we are not excluding queer folks. Y'all not no, excluding Yeah, I don't, I don't think people. so. And- we have a lot we have a lot of conversations we need to have about intersectionality in mm-hmm. the black community um that mm-hmm. includes queerness that includes trans uh that includes disabled folks that include mm-hmm. mixed folks that you know all the things we we have some um we have some monolithic issues to work out <laughs> yeah a- absolutely um so coming up i am going to be doing another speaker series and this is going to be about therapy and mm. like yeah and the black community about that too. is for everyone so i started working on it and i spoke to um a therapist she's a christian therapist and so she is very much a proponent on getting therapy but she's also a christian because there's always also that stigma of just pray it away you just need to pray more go talk yeah. to your therapist and it's like so there's a little bit different than that and so she was telling me that her church is very much big on the hat they did the hashtag therapy is for everybody which doesn't really happen at churches i'm like that is amazing because most churches are like oh no because it's like the whole you could be black or you could be crazy but you can't be black and crazy like you gotta (laughs) take a struggle and i'm like that's getting a therapist is not what y'all think it is but okay oh right oh what the hell is okay I just realized what that that noise in is the background. My Bluetooth, my two, my Bluetooth speaker is still connected, so stuff is pinging like a crazy. Oh. All right, let's turn it off. off while we're doing that. All right, um, so have that coming up. I gotta find a couple of other therapists. I am asking the captain from the captain's couch to participate as well because it's kind of like let's we have to have that conversation about therapy and why it's not a stigma and it's not a bad thing and especially let's add in COVID there's a lot more people who feel like their their mental issues are manifesting because of COVID Mm. if you already have them like oh there's time when it got worse like I just came back from a two-month break from Mocha Minutes because I was like this is a lot (laughs) like I I need to shut down yeah and no I'm glad you did too because we don't give ourselves enough room to take breaks and mm-hmm. we feel a lot of guilt about taking breaks and, and not to mention the whole black women have to be strong and da 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 thing. 
that that strength doesn't involve actually taking care of yourself in some weird way. Right. Uh, yeah. All the, all of that. All, all, the, all the things. All, 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 all the things. So next segment, we got to, I like to give out people's rose. I give them their roses. So I'm giving my roses to you. What? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I am so proud of you. Um, it is hard, hard, hard to start a business, most notably in another state, in a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and you are doing it. So y'all went from like, this is our idea to being online to doing the pop-ups and now it's brick and mortar, bitch. So yeah. I'm so, so proud of you because yeah. there are people that would just be like, you know what? I'm gonna have to put this on pause. You're like, no, fuck this. This is what I want to do. It was a now or never situation. Like, uh, we had this interest. We had this dream, uh, separately we'd worked on different aspects of it you know before we knew the other one wanted to do something mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to happen <laughs> like it just it, it, it was it was too many chances for it not to work out if we didn't push through and um and you know just change it like to the online thing at when COVID started and all that kind of stuff too yeah. so yeah um, for us to get as far as we did and the the amount of time we did once we started working together Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty wild but yeah i'm excited i'm i'm really happy to to be doing it uh, yeah. i and i i love it I, super random but for everybody who watched queer as folk michael had a comic book shop and you think like he's like like a gay guy why does he like comics i'm like everybody likes comic books what the fuck are you talking about? i mean comics are queer as hell i don't right. know why anybody's the surprised. other thing like they always were like if you if you're trying to be like when my my whole deal was you know in terms of being an other across the board like Mm -hmm. genderly Mm -hmm. uh sexual orientation racially ethnically all that kind of stuff um I found my I found myself in comics and a lot of times like when characters when they change when they change a character to queer (laughs) and I'm always I'm always like but if you read it <laughs> like you would have not that far off you would have picked it up earlier so mm-hmm. yeah they rarely surprise me when they when they openly queer a character now because they're usually those characters usually queer, <laughs> like usually read so this character anyway, so it's like yeah duh um yeah i'm i'm terribly surprised that a, a person called aqualad um Aqua-lad. Is, you know not like the, that i don't know lad. There's just so many now that like when they release, when they cha- when they basically as far as I'm concerned come out of the closet it's like duh yeah they read that way it clearly some queer person wrote them at some point in time and just like slid it on in there and it was signaling signaling to us that we're like hey we're like this too like hello it's like are y'all are y'all okay it's like also we're we're fighting crimes in costumes like yeah comics are queer calm down it's fine. so weird um, <laughs> that's so weird and i don't want to leave out your business partner because one he's funny as hell and it's like <laughs> y'all love there has to be a love and i know that the, the little black and brown kids are like oh my god wait i can come here and see people who look like me yeah you don't really see that you really don't yeah. you, you bring ha- your old white dude <laughs> it happens almost every single day like really byron oh, and i you know, we might, it might be a couple hours in between customers because we're still new and it's still small and stuff like that. But someone will come mm-hmm. in. We had a kid the other day 
that was just everything that everything that I would have expected. It was uh, the kid. The kid was like, um, this is a place I can come every week. And there's like Aww. black and brown characters. And he was grabbing. Aww. He got excited about manga and stuff like that, too. But then he was like holding static and and he was just like he was like and this is a real thing and then so he was asking questions and i was describing you know like this comic book is about the Mm -hmm. harlem renaissance but like if the bad guys that that are in power today were actually monsters and so he said um and what i was talking about bitter root with him and and he said so do you mean like the people we hate and i go well we might hate them or you know how there's powerful people that don't look like us and they do bad things to us. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, if they were like monster monsters, that's what this book is about. And he's like, oh. And then, you know, and then we talked about other characters as to why, you know, why they were black or why they were brown or, you know, and also super and stuff like that. And so he was just excited. He's like, I'm, I'm definitely going to come back. Like, I'll be back here. You know, and he was with his dad and his dad was excited Aww. too. And, it was just that 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 I never got like I got to do comic things mm-hmm. when I was with my mom's side of the family because my aunt actually took me. But mm-hmm. when I was in Long Beach, we didn't have like it was just a spinner rack in a liquor store. Like there was nobody wow. there to talk to me about comics or or to make me not feel bad for being like a brown girl nerd, you know. <laughs> right. So it was just like to be able to reinforce that interest and that excitement. Um with the with the kids coming but honestly it's happening with the adults too like mm-hmm. it's also happening with someone my age or older that is just sitting there going man i used to be all alone in my room mm-hmm. trying to read this comic and not get made fun of um but here we have posters all over our walls that are black and brown characters um mm-hmm. we have all the other comics but the comics you see when you walk in the ones that are in the front Mm-hmm. those black and brown characters and and um and it's just letting us know letting people who look like us know that we can be main characters i think is a big deal mm-hmm. it happens every day it just happens every day and so it's, it's also nice to do this with a partner that we don't have the same experience growing mm-hmm. up and and things like that but mm-hmm. that we both like for for byron he'll say i just remember none of the characters looking like me. Mm. And for me, it was, I just remember not being able to have a comic book shop to go to. You know? mm, okay. So we had different experiences and different access points, but, but um, at the end of the day, it, it really was about being Brown, <laughs> being Brown and being nerdy and not really having ourselves reflected and, and to be able to do that for a, all the generations honestly like but you know for right. a future generation is is really nice of course i was like i'm like Tum-um. i love it <laughs> it's kind of like it's bad enough it's like when you see black people most notably black women being shitted on for cosplay and i'm like what are y'all doing and then oh they're they're costumes are fucking fire and they put a lot of work into it for people going well you know that person isn't white i'm like the so hell what? is wrong you're what talking about, about an alien it's a comic book yeah like what about fantasy has rules you know what i'm saying like i can't like, i don't care if you want to be a hobbit i don't care if you want to be um an anime character or whatever mm-hmm. i mean in so much as you don't do like appropriative things mm-hmm 
just do the thing. Walk around in your skin tone, but do the thing and have a good old time. I have, please. It's like, I still remember when they did like the London play and they made Hermione black and people were like losing their minds. I'm like, it's a book. Like, I'm sorry, did your fictional character change race in in your view of it? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. My whole thing is, I don't like in terms of cosplay, I don't care. Who, whatever you want to dress those dress mm. that thing in terms of like if they switch the race of a character my whole thing is so long as the race is not important to the character the core character yeah like obviously you wouldn't change t'challa to a white character because being from an african nation that has not that has been, never been colonized then that's re- it's not gonna work like, no you can't change and he can't be puerto rican he can't be Japanese. He, he can't be, be light skin either. I'm sorry. He, he can't, can't be light skin. He's got to be a black African, a dark skin black African, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or Thor, same thing. He's a Nordic person. He's a Nordic god. So he He's needs to be, white. be a white person. You can't change that. But like if you change the flash, is is the flash being white a part of his personality or a part of no. his who he is no he's just a fast character so you could change him and it wouldn't matter you can change a lot of people and it wouldn't matter but like, it, like, like that that yeah. didn't matter yeah it doesn't matter but if you but if you um if if their race or their ethnicity is a part of the grounding of who they are mm-hmm. as a character those are the ones that's different yeah. as far as yeah. you know that's how you get a jason momoa playing aquaman in a movie instead of you know a blonde, a blonde hair, hair blue eye person i was right. like because it doesn't matter what because it's what like it doesn't really matter he's from under the sea i mean yeah you can make him a crab if you want i'm yeah. sorry so if, you, if, you, if you're gonna cast a black woman to play starfire yeah plus one she's hot yeah. right Two, it was like she's super hot she's by the way. it's like huh? she's super hot by the way she's super hot <laughs> yeah she's it was like hot. yeah brandon already knows how i feel about nefesta williams i'm like she need to be back on my scene. She's one of my favorite thirst traps on Instagram. Yeah, that's the whole reason I've been able to push through the the three, the two and a half seasons. I've, of I that still show. have not started Titans. I'm like, one of these days, I will find some time. I just People, haven't found the day. It's weird. It, the story is good, but the writing is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. And some of the acting is really good, despite the fact that the lines are terrible. Oh boy. Which okay. is very weird. I've never seen anything quite like really? that. Really? Oh. Yeah, but you know. I like the guy that plays Dick. I I I love um what do I love about it? I don't know. I guess I just love Starfire. I don't know. I was like push through. It's like like now I sort of realize and I'm like, ah. what do I like about this show? I'm really just more pushing through because I own a comic book shop and it's gonna come up in conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you think about Titans? It's fine. You don't I like think it's, it's the same. I think the guy that plays Dick though is actually pretty solid. Like I think okay. he's very well casted. And if they, they have Nightwing, Nick Grayson and um, Drake, do they have? Uh, they're introducing Tim Drake as a Blasian. Um, again, okay. it's not it's not important that's to not, what ethnicity. That's not that's not important to the character. It's not. Yeah, they introduce they just introduced him, but he he's only been introduced in kind of like a non being Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, sidekick way. Okay. Uh, J- they have Jason Todd though. Jason Todd's been on there for a couple of seasons. Ooh. Um, that little trash monster. Ooh. Uh, 
trash monster child. <laughs> Jason Todd is a trash monster. I don't know what. I don't. Uh, yeah, he's a weird character. He's a little trash monster. Oh man. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, has well, I don't think he's at um Army Hammer level of literally fumbling the bag. It's like, sir, you are f- tall and fine as fuck. Okay, what so I guess I'm not talking about the doing? actor because I don't know anything about that actor, but as the character of Oh, Jason I'm Todd, sorry. Jason I thought Jason Todd was a person. I, I don't know that actor. I don't know that guy. I've never seen that guy. Oh, I, only know I thought Jason Todd. Todd was an actor's name. Sorry. No, Jason Todd is one of the Robins. And he's the Robin that, and this is not a spoiler for anybody who reads comics, but um, um Jason Todd is the is the Robin that Joker kills. And it changes Batman because of it. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm all so, down the wrong. But, but the guy, the character, Jason Todd, is a little trash monster. Oh, okay. Uh, not, not Army Hammer. So they, that's really funny. Did you ever see the Batman Beyond movie? Mm-hmm. Like, we're trying to, so it's interesting. You said that's the one he killed. I'm like, huh. Okay. But, mm. I'm sorry, it's the wine child. Y'all gonna have to leave me alone. I'm a, I'm such an auntie. Like, girl, I thought you was talking about that little boy that be on the show. That's funny. No, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Jason Todd is a is is one of the Robins, one of the many many Robins. Um, but there there's a very wow. book called okay. Death in the Family, and that's where um oh. that's where Joker kills Jason Todd in the books. Yikes. Um, yeah. So. Oh, look at that, y'all! That has been your blurred minute. Okay. Sorry, I went. I went off. It's not. No, there's nothing to apologize for because I'm like, I like. See, I like hearing black people talking about nerdy shit. So blurry, blurred it up, bitch. Blurred it up. So let's start low key. Okay. And talk about Shang Chi. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. He is 32. That is, is it Simu Lu? Simu Simu Lu. Well, I think I think he pronounces it like Lou, but I think it's supposed to be pronounced Leu. Okay. Um, he grew up in Canada, so I think he has a slightly different pronunciation. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I love Simu. Let me. Tell I love you. him. He is adorable on TikTok. I'm like, sir, it, isn't he? Yeah. I'm like, sir, I'm gonna marry you. But um, yeah. So they did well. They are smashing the Labor Day box office with seventy one point four million. Good. We are in a pepperoni pizza, so people are still going. They did not have a Disney, you know, like the you know, premiere access thing. They didn't do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't. So here's my thing. I have not been to a movie theater since last February for Issa Rae's movie. Um, photograph? The photograph. That was the last time I've been in a movie. It was last February. And let me tell you something. This is why I cannot go and find that um, audio of Lakeith Stanfield moaning because I will get on a plane. <laughs> that man has bedroom eyes and it's ridiculous. I'm like, so first of all, fuck you. Second of all, stop talking. Okay. Just just leave me the hell alone. <laughs> so I was like, I, when I saw the um, trailer, I was like, yeah, that's going to get me back in the movie theater. It's going to yeah. be, it's, it's got to be a Marvel movie. I'm like, um, Candyman on a theoretically should got me that, but yeah, I'm not going to go watch Candyman by myself. I got you. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I love, oop, I said it twice. Nope. I'm not saying it anymore, but that movie with that fine uh-huh. man with that heavy blue dick. Yeah. No, I, I know we're both, we're both fans of the Yaya, um, like, AKA below the fold. Ugh. Um, Heaven, honey. I, I, I did go see it. I saw it. Did I you like it? 
you know, it was good. I don't remember enough about the original to fill in some of the things that are either there's mm. either a major gap in the story of this one mm-hmm. or there's a major gap in my understanding of what the first Candyman of something that happened in that movie. Okay. So, which is probably the case. It's probably that there's a gap in my memory because mm-hmm. I watched it as a kid and I've never seen it again. Um, because there's one thing that doesn't make sense at all mm-hmm. if you coming in never seeing can't, you know. Okay. Can't, because the mm-hmm. sentence, there's a sentence, really. It's more of that. There's a sentence that doesn't make sense unless you, unless they explain it in the previous movie. Okay. So that means That's I do need to see thing. it. Okay. So that means I need to see it. Yeah. Um, to like, go, oh, okay. like the basic understanding of the storyline, I still remembered and kind of had in my head. Mm-hmm. But then there's this thing that happens and I'm just like, this shit don't make no sense. Yeah, because it's it. not a, a remake. It's kind of like just a, a continuation. Right? It's in the I same think- world. Yeah. So okay. it's like, it's the 20 or 30 years since that movie was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Candyman's back, essentially. Um, I think the major difference, which I don't think is a spoiler to say this, is that like in the previous movie, there was very much like black man falls in love with a white lady and comes back for revenge, but for some reason kills black people vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, Where in this one, that's not the case. Okay. It's not an, it's not an active killing of black people thing. Um, So yeah but it was good it was well acted you know tiona's top very very high on my list of mm. uh, um uh, she she may not realize she's one of my partners but she's one of my partners <laughs> partners um i love her and i have her side by side next to yaya i was like there's too much mm. there's too much fine in this movie um yeah so i did go and see it but shang chi you know, I'm I'm a Blasian, right? So, like for me, I am I do always describe this. I'm black first. I'm hierarchically black because I grew up around my black people and my black mm-hmm. family, and I didn't. I grew up in a black neighborhood. I went to black school, so my it's culturally my identifier is black first, and then after that, it's it's Japanese specifically, mm-hmm. not Asian, but mm-hmm. Japanese. Okay. When I was Japanese with my grandma in my grandma's house. Um, but I don't really have like an Asian identity or like an Asian American identity. Okay. That's sort of a new thing that I'm kind of attaching to in the last mm-hmm. few years through my show and through all this other stuff of like what it means to be like an Asian American versus what it means to be just a Japanese person in my grandma's house. Um, so I'm particularly drawn to Blasian things. So mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka and Ryo oh. Hachibura and um, uh sona brown and stuff like that like there's there's black and japanese people specifically that i'm i'm pretty interested in in terms Mm -hmm. of my own identity and my own culture Mm -hmm. so i don't have anything that really gets me wild and crazy about asian identity very often Mm -hmm. and then i saw the trailer for shang chi and i was like oh shit marvel did nobody else has done like I, I the first time I saw that the major the 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 full length trailer I was like oh fuck they got me like this is I'm excited um, I've, I've seen it twice so far I usually do three times on opening weekend but I didn't do a third time yet mm-hmm. um, okay but it's I loved it I love Simu I think Simu's dope I love Wong Wong has a cameo in it and yes, I love his character. Um, I have compl- not complicated feelings because she's not a huge person on my radar, but I have, 
I have issues and questions about about Aquafina, although I do mm-hmm. like her too in certain ways. Like there's some things about her I like, but there's questions. Correct. Uh, there's things that need to be addressed. Hello. Uh, uh, for show, for show. Uh, but like, I, I just think they did such a good job. You can tell Asians were in the room. Like you the thing we talked about even on the black side, you know, of things mm-hmm. like when you can really tell that a black person was in the room. Um, in this case, you can really tell that there was an active effort on behalf of Asian people to undo some of the racist stereotypes that exist in earlier Shang-Chi stories. And generally that still happen in movies that people think about Asians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that the Asian-ness wasn't constantly brought up. It was just, Asian it in was a just, movie. it was, it was seamless. That's what yeah. I, that's why I really picked up on. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, Oh, I'm, I love it. I, I'm sorry. Continue. I was about to cut you off. No, I'm fine. I'm, you know, Simu's got the abdomen. So I'm here for those. Woo-wee. Uh, man he needs to keep hair on his face because well see that's the thing so that is an asian thing right like it's a hit or miss depending on what kind of asian you are if you can grow Mm. a beard if you can grow a mustache Mm. um so not all not all asians can you cannot um you know you either you either can't grow a beard or you can grow the beard yeah that's how it is for a happy medium it's not really it's a patchy medium it's just kind of like an island mission situation going on so that's uh, the show title patchy medium <laughs> <laughs> not patchy medium yeah no i i really love him i'm so happy to see his success too um yeah i, I'm, I loved it. it and i think for yeah. me it's like i still i wanted people to have the feelings I wanted Asian folks to have the feelings that I had about um, Black Panther, but I think for me, I also had the buy-in of Civil War, where it was like I already saw the damn character, but for a lot of people, they didn't watch, uh, they didn't watch um, Captain America: Civil War, so they didn't see it. So mm. then it became like this, like, oh my God, we got to go see it. We are going to dress the fuck up. Yeah, we're going to go see Black Panther. Yeah, I didn't want to sit here um, and just like, no, this is a big deal. Okay, this is a very big deal. And the fact that it had Ben Kingsley in there, and I feel like he also is Asian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he's an Asian person too. He's he's so it's kind of like you go of Indian. So yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting here like I absolutely loved it. I loved his comic timing. It's like Ben Kingsley is so good at this, but also Michelle Yao. And I hope I'm pronouncing her last name. It's like I'm sorry, she's iconic to me. I'm like, I want her. I want to like live in your house. I want to drink tea with you every Saturday. You know, one of my favorite things about the movie, besides the fact that they just like casually undid racist stereotypes, is Mm -hmm. there is not a white sidekick friend. There is not a white savior friend. There is not a white person who provides instruction and or guidance mm. they had a white person that's a lackey hello big nasty's in this movie i'm like if you watched creed 2 yeah. y'all know his big yummy ass you knew who it was i was like that's the oh, that was, i didn't know who yeah, he was in creed 2 so it's kind of like when i was seeing like you know how they're doing like the instagram stories of the movie i was like why is he at the premiere i'm like he's in the movie 
I had no idea that he and was he, in this movie. And I'm like, am I not paying attention? I'm like, oh, probably because I'm not paying attention unless you're taking off his shirt. I'm like, are you taking off your shirt? Are you like eating food with no shirt on? Okay, then I don't he, care. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's also not significant enough for me to even remember. Like, I remember, the, like, right away, I was like, man, I can't believe they got away with not having a single white person in this movie. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, there was that gigantic one. But and like, I can't remember where he's from. They never. He's probably a Ukrainian. If he, if I think he, so. if he played, um, because he, well, he played a Ukrainian, I guess. And so uh, that was somebody that was in the in the comic, the, his character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. I'm not familiar really with it, except that people were excited to see that you know that character brought to life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I love that, like, he doesn't even have a significant enough role the way, like, uh, Tim Freeman does in Black Panther. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, he's just there. Yeah, he's kind of a second in command, but he's not, but he's entirely at the whim and and uh, full deference to, uh, I was going to say Uncle Tony. Uh, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Uncle Tony. Um, I was like, because I told somebody, um, uh, Shang Chi can get it, and low key so could his daddy. I say he's kind of fine. I'm like, uh, well, he's like, he's been an actor. Like I've seen that man in movies because I was like, I knew that face. Yeah, I'm like, I definitely know that seen face. things in him. Yeah, he's been in like hard boiled. Hard boiled. Um, he's in this one movie that I love. I absolutely love. It's it's called Lust Caution, and it's a it's a it's a hmm. um have it on the dvds it's a it's a very long quiet um chinese movie and it's about like you know like a forbidden relationship or something like that and Mm. um and he was the he was one of the main characters in that movie so he's like a guy i've been watching in movies for at least 20 years so to see him as like um i mean he's old but he's not old like he's old in the asian don't raisin kind of way like you know he he's definitely there i was like yeah, he still looks real good. Yeah, no, he did great. And and uh, yeah, everybody did such a good job. I was happy. I was just happy. Yeah, and because someone asked, it's like, how mad am I going to be when I see Aquafina in this movie? I'm like, on a scale of one to five, probably one. I mean, <laughs> like, and, I, and that's the thing, unless it's like she, like her mere existence is going to like bother you. I'm like hers doesn't. It's kind of like, I barely knew who Aquafina was before Crazy Rich Asians. Like I really, really right. didn't know her. I didn't know who then, she was before that. Either. I was like, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she was a rapper. Apparently she was in that reboot of Ocean's Eleven. I still have not seen it. And I I'm a, I'm that. in the Navy and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I, y'all, no. Um, so I didn't really know her. And then it's like, yeah, I don't need you cosplaying as black and say, "Well, I grew up in Queens." Well, like, you grew up in the white part of Queens, so that's not a thing. Yeah, there uh, like, he was just like, like "Man, what you doing?" I have is like, you know what? There are people who grow up in predominantly black neighborhoods and have an accent similar to black folks, and that I wouldn't necessarily refer to as a black accent because yeah. they grew up in those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. So then so, there's the rub. Yeah, you're not Fat Joe using the n-word and people are like ignoring that i'm like so he's still puerto rican what are you doing but he's like i'm from new york i'm like that's right i forget new york is a whole different country i yeah. get it y'all have different rules they, and they, they has really, different rules as well they do, like, okay. if, like if she lived in the bronx or if she lived in you know 
um, and, and neighborhood. Or in Brooklyn, not the white part of Brooklyn. Brooklyn Y'all yeah. know there's a white part of Brooklyn. But even in Queens, like if she specifically was in a, a certain a know, black neighborhood, certain neighborhood then, then yeah, that would be that different. Um, but you know, she's a boarding school kid. Correct. And that's a different world. Like that's a, that's a different, different kind of world. So my thing is that she doesn't really actively address. She, she, the way she addresses the black scent um, mm-hmm. character of Aquafina is that Aquafina was this thing that she did as a way of getting herself out of her shell to kind mm-hmm. of deal with the awkward pain of being like an, an unliked Asian. Um, Cause mm-hmm. in terms of her Asianness, where her complications are related to her Asianness is that she's Chinese and Korean mixed and mixed Asians, we struggle. Like they don't really mm. accept us and things like that. And on top of it, she's Chinese and Korean, which is a a better mix in terms of Asian conflict than say if she were Korean Japanese, because that would be Romeo and Juliet. Like, what the fuck are you doing yeah. if you Korean a Japanese relationship? Yeah. yeah. But in her case, she's Chinese and and Korean and and stuff, and so she has the. She probably deals with the not being Korean enough and not being Chinese enough and, you know, all that kind of stuff. She probably deals with all that stuff. And as a result of trying to get out of that awkwardness and that pain, she mm-hmm. created her own invisible friend, friend, except for her invisible friend was her, was a persona. Right. Was, you know, adopting right. this um, black accent and all that kind of stuff. So like where that, where that, like I get what she's trying to say. But what she needs to do is listen to the population and the population yeah. is saying this is very performative and you are because you man, you just need to you just need to like own it. I'm like, I need you to own it and I need you to own it instead of just going, oh, trying to like walk around it and then when you're yeah. talking about Asian stereotypes, which by the way is very valid. It's like it's still valid. Two things can be true. You're shitty for doing this black scent, and also I commend you for not doing an Asian stereotype. Right. It's like yeah. both things can be true. I think the thing it's some some things are either or. For yeah. her, it's like both things are happening at the exact same time. It's like, but for you to act like you weren't putting on a persona to make money and that's what got you out there is going to rub people the wrong way. It was like like because I said Aquafina is not going to keep me from seeing this Marvel movie. Um Scarlet didn't keep me from going to see Avengers movies. So exactly. I'm, and you know, I'm good. Was- okay. The thing about Aquafina's character, even in the Shang Chi, mm-hmm. is the character's likable. The character's just fine. That part. And if and if Aquafina was that person mm-hmm. in thing, she's actually. I mean, honestly, in everything I have seen her in, whether on purpose or accidentally, mm-hmm. um, she's been really good. She she's pretty talented. Yeah. yeah. My whole thing is address your problematic stuff. Stop doing that problematic stuff. And even if you're going to keep on with the name Aquafina, be Aquafina that is yeah. this person yeah because i think people are, were saying like oh you took off the black scent once you started making more mainstream films i'm like so she did like an indie film but i get what y'all saying it's kind of like yeah like, she no, got notoriety i think it's yeah. more you know she got any notoriety and she did get notoriety off of the back of this black scented persona but you know it's only that people digging tiffany haddish's ass about and that's you know, naturally that, herself. Exactly. Right. It's like, right. yeah, I'm like, y'all saying she too much, but it put Aquafina on. So it's kind of like there's the rub in her. It's like, yeah, but y'all give Tiffany Haddish literally. I feel like kind of shit that's why it. like Aquafina and Tiffany Haddish may not work in the same movie. It might be like that scene in Lethal Weapon 4 with Joe Pesci and Chris Rock. Da 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 four. Da 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 five. That was hilarious, but that can't be for a whole movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Seven minutes, baby. That's all we got. You can't. Mm-mm. And the thing is, like, if if Aquafina is more like this person that they like the way she they had her dressed in Shang Chi, you know, mm-hmm. she had that little like fanny pack and the awkward pants and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, even if that's her whole deal, very gamey. It is like be yeah. that. Yeah, just that's don't it. be that with an accent that you don't have. Correct. Now, there's a lot of us mixed folks that have accents for for where we are when we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean definitely when i'm around more it, and it naturally happens whether i'm trying to do it or not if i'm mm-hmm. around people who have more of a hood accent my hood accent comes out too because that's right. the first accent i had right. you know right. i'm around more uh, baltimore people it's like all of a sudden i'd like your girl want a hot dog or i'm talking about cribs or like something yeah. comes out i'll say baltimore yeah it's like sometimes right. i say baltimore right. but for the most part like if i'm around enough of my baltimore folks i say baltimore or yeah. baltimore but I don't yeah. say Porsche. That is for white Baltimore people, folks. I just want to let y'all know. But we don't like, say Porsche. Like this accent that I speak with now is more of like something that was trained. You know, my aunt like mm. trained my to speak out of me. Okay. And then because she wanted me to be able to get a job and shit like that. And, you know, like, okay, that's, I get what, what was going on in the 90s when she was trying to do that for me yeah. and, and things yeah. like that. But, you know, does it kind of rob me of, of something that I'm naturally you know, I would naturally do. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't, yeah. not everybody knew what to do. They were just trying to make sure your kids had jobs, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Pretty um, hello. But like like, respectability, we talk about respectability politics. Everybody thinks it's just for black people. I'm like, no, it's for everybody. Well, I mean, it was, but it was also because I have a name like Charmaine and I had a very hood accent and then mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, you know, trying to get a job and it's just like, what, what's going on with you? Like, why do you talk like that? And why do you like- talk like that? Especially if you that you like, you're not a visibly black person. So right, right. what are you Puerto Rican? Oh, what are right. you? It was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Are you Puerto Rican? It's interesting too. Cause out here people are, because I still wear my mask, you know, you're not seeing me necessarily right mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. but then, you know, people are saying like, you know, I can hear the flavor. Like I've heard the things I've heard so far. Not the like, flavor, honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, a nail technician say, I can hear the flavor. So I was, I was assuming, you know, like you might be black. Um, uh, but people are picking me up as Asian now for the first time. I usually get really Rican, because of the mask. People are seeing me mm. Asian right now. And the short hair, I think, is doing it too. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so I got that. I got some people that are like, please, you are seen as black just because you're from the South. You know, you're in the South and we're used to people who are black that look just like you. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of Creoles out here. There's a lot of, um, you know, products of enslavement. Uh, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Not, like, Not with that face. Y'all did not see the face she made. That was hilarious. <laughs> 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 like we know saying? like we know what people are talking about when they see someone who looks like me so you know um so there's like a lot of people that go like from from someone your complexion to someone my complexion they got all of us in the family you know mm-hmm. so they're not tripping off of me being looking the way that i look and and professing that i am black or mixed black or anything like and that. that's the funny thing because you and my grandma i think are probably close in skin tone Oh, really? She had a she had a dark skinned mom and a light skinned dad. 
Hmm. So it's kind of like you two. And let me tell you, it's so funny when I think about it. Cause yeah, don't call her light skin. She'd be like, so first of fucking all, no, the fuck I'm not. It's like, <laughs> it's like she will dig your ass. Cause I think it's also because of her era. Cause it's like, yeah. you're saying I'm light skin. That means I must have a white parent. Oh, I ain't no white person. Same with me being like a Blasian mixed person is when I say mix, I know that some people assume black, white, biracial, but I am not, I am not like, a black, No, no, white, I don't have a white parent. I don't have a white yeah. parent. It's I like, do not have a white oh, parent. Oh. And that's the thing. It's an era thing. It's like, girl, her mama was the help. Yeah. And there's people that will, that used to describe me as light skin. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I'm not light skin. Am I light skin? I'm not what you mean when you say light skin. Yeah. I am. I, I do I have lighter skin? Yes. Am I a light skinned person? Yes. I'm not a light skinned black person. I'm not a light skinned black person. I'm a mixed black person, but mm-hmm. my skin tone is much closer to being Asian than um yeah. than being um light skinned black. Yeah. So you know the same thing. You like you see me in, uh, I was about to drop his real name. Um you see me in blurred vision together. Uh we yeah, are drop both- his real name, Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, so he, he's bi- black, white, biracial, and he looks like what you say when you say light skin, but I'm he looks black like and Mario Van Japanese, Van so I'm a different kind of mixed person, and, mm-hmm. and I need, you know, like, I need to be very clear that I'm not trying to own and or adopt any of those things that people right. try to put on a particular yeah. type of mixed person. Yeah. I don't have a white parent, so that's not my right. deal. But anyway, Shang-Chi is dope. I love being um, as hell. And, you know, did it give me the same level of excitement and emotion as an Asian mixed person as Black Panther gave me as a mixed black person? Mm-hmm. No, but that was because my identity is stronger, more strongly grounded in my blackness than okay. in my Asianness. The other okay. part is this is a Chinese group of characters. So while there is crossover across East Asian cultures, mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited to see, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say the dumb words. I can say it because I'm yellow. Um, yellow people on screen. Y'all should see her like adjusting her rap while she's <laughs> I'm like, girl. I'm like, I mean, there's certain circumstances when I I would wish I don't mind using the term yellow, and um, in this particular play, in, in this particular mm-hmm. moment, it was a screen, a big screen, and it didn't oh. feel. It didn't feel like people were wearing costumes. I think that was my thing. Right. It didn't right. feel like y'all just putting people in costumes and not really thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. It felt right. authentic. That's what I loved. It's like, but I also felt that way about Black Panther. But I think you're right. It's kind of like I'm a black person. So I had more connection to Black Panther than I did Shang-Chi, mostly because um just like with um Guardians of the Galaxy, I went into this completely blind because I had no idea. You didn't know the characters, uh, right? I know the characters. I'm like, I don't know if this is right or not. Um, I barely I know the characters. <laughs> I, right. I was like, but then when I saw the logo, I was like, isn't that from Iron Man? Oh, yeah. so the Ten Rings are essentially like, I guess you would refer to in terms of the MCU, the terrorist organization that just happens to span many, many countries and many cultures and many identities and stuff like that it's just that through shang chi they've pulled it all together into what its original origin was which is mm-hmm. the, um from him the tony character tony uh tony long's character um but yeah so like i was excited 
it, and this is something Crazy Rich Asians did not do for me. I mm. went to Crazy Rich Asians also for Asian solidarity and all that shit. But for me, that was like the worst version of Asian people that you could have decided to unite over. Like the the overly rich, super entitled, that that type of Asian is not a relatable Asian to most of us on the ground here. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? So like that wasn't going to I wasn't getting Asian pride out of that movie. I was just seeing like, oh, man, I, I, the whole time I kept thinking it's really unfortunate that so many white people are going to see this movie because it was going to mm-hmm. mean something for Asians to them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, what Asians were supposed to be or whatever, that it wasn't going to be good for Asians necessarily. Mm-hmm. This th- this gives me good for Asians and um, because we get the representation and we get to see ourselves. But mm-hmm. it also gives me the, in the same way that any kid born after or during the Obama administration will only know that a black president there could like, be I don't know what it's I'm like, I don't know what it's like to not have a black president. I remember yeah. one growing up. It's like, right. <laughs> like I, I, I never went to New York until after nine 11, I've never mm. seen pre nine 11 New York. Right. So the same type of thing, like in the same way that there are children that will, even if there's not many black or Brown presidents that follow, they're right. growing up in a world where that was always an option, a possibility in this case, getting to see an yeah. Asian hero, mm-hmm. not be a stereotype, but, but more specifically be like an Asian American because he does, he does essentially grow up here. Um, Asian American hero that doesn't have to sound with an Asian accent that Mm -hmm. that isn't some kind of foreign element necessarily for the kids that grow up here that they can be and see this is a world in which there are Asian heroes just like there are white heroes just like there are black heroes etc etc that's the kind of that's what I think Shang-Chi does that uh, crazy rich Asians didn't do that like Joy Luck did do but then that was 30 years ago I you know love the Joy Luck Club. So that's one of my favorite movies is the Joy Luck Club. So when I saw, so if y'all watched it, there's a cameo in there. Yeah, like, you see, hey! you see it's like every time I mom. see, but yeah. I'm like, you were in my movie and I love yeah. this movie. And so she was cute too. She was a girl. I'm like, oh my God, now I want to sit around and just but live with you. Now you I see like, house. people make fun of me because I say black don't crack and Asian don't raise them, but tell me Asian don't raise it. Child, that was, that movie was 30 years ago. Yeah, she's Girl. old. She's the same, with the exception of the fact that her hair is all gray now. She, she got the same. same face. She looks the same. The same y'all, so this is like y'all ring endorsement. Go see Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the Eternals because I'm going to go see that too. I'm like, I'm going to go see that too. That is also a movie. I'm I don't, like, I'm in, I don't I'm, care about those characters. I don't know those characters. I'm like, I didn't really about know them. the characters. So I think that's the best part about Marvel is that, of course, you got to bring out the big three. You got to sure. bring out spider-man you gotta bring out well i was about to say batman that's not dc um you gotta bring out captain america you gotta yeah. do iron man you got you gotta bring in incredible you gotta, you gotta bring, bring those hope, folks yeah. out but bringing out a black panther and people probably didn't only they may have only known it because of the like comic book characters and why am i blanking on names there was the cartoon that was on bet for a while too that some people might have seen that's all i was thinking about tana house wrote for black Panther. that's what i was thinking of because a lot of people like yeah that's right because tana house coach wrote and i'm like yeah "Yeah, but this character's super old yeah (laughs) it's like so it's old and then you're bringing out a guardians of the galaxy and i'm just like i'm and nobody knew who nobody really know unless you're they're digging in the crates to bring people in and i kind of enjoy that because there's a lot of there's a lot of diversity that can be there it's like y'all can do what 
they did in DC for Green Lantern. Green Lantern can be white or black or yeah. a, or anything. Or and it's never white. like that's not an anchor to the character. And what I like about what's happening with the Eternals, even though I don't know anything about, well, like I've read a little bit of the Eternals, okay. but I, I don't really care about, like they, they don't grab me the way other characters do. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the casting, that we have Salma Hayek, that we have Kamal Nanjani, that we have uh, Brian Taylor, uh, oh, Bi- Brian Taylor, um, <laughs> Brian Aren't- Tyree, Tyree, mm-hmm. um, Paperboy, um, Paperboy, you know, Paperboy, Paperboy. That we have um, that the, that we have these uh, black, brown, Asian mm-hmm. characters within. Mm-hmm. The, oh, Gemma is back. Gemma, it was love in, her. But she's she's um, uh, she's in this too. You know that that you can have an ensemble just start out this way, so we don't have to question whether or not people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even mind seeing Angelina Jolie. I have complicated feelings about her as I have an actress. About her too. It's like I, as an actress, I'm like I. I love you. Try to, you played a whole black woman. Like, we're not going to do this with you. We need to talk about so that. Yeah, like, like, I, I loved her for I so many it. years. And then she did that. And it was like, bro. It's like, and y'all trying to explain this. I'm like, I don't care what the fuck y'all trying to say. It's like, y'all not going to throw The Rock in that one movie where he played that per- that white football coach. And I'm like, hey, yeah, hi. Y'all don't give a fuck about that. And also, yeah. The Rock plays racially ambiguous. Yeah. Even though it wasn't oh, okay. like like he had a black daddy in the movie. Okay. Walking tall. That's what it was. Okay. So yeah. the, the original character is a white dude. But in, in real the movie, life. Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, then yeah, in yeah. the movie, he had a black daddy and a white mama. But um, yeah. But like, that's, that's the other part too, is that if you are going to cast somebody that's mm-hmm. not necessarily from the group, make it make sense. And so like, you know. You know, like I was talking about during the stupid Wonder Woman movie, how like they just inexplicably had that that Filipino kid um, was the child of um, the bad guy whose name I can't remember anymore. Uh, uh, the Ma- the Mandalorian, and it was just like at least at some point, show me that that kid had a Filipino mom. Can I just oh. tell you how I still am about to like put in my papers to sue them? For my two hours and 30 minutes that I do not get back. And I look, excuse me, I have pain and suffering. Because this is how bad that movie was. That movie was terrible. I had no idea she made a wish to get Chris Pine's ass back. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? I'm like, it, it I'm watching this movie and I'm just moment. like, I missed also, all of like, this. I'm like, this is the dumbest true. thing it's ever. Fun. You're wasting your wish on a man? Like, okay. I mean, he's fine and all, but it's like, girl, you look like that. Here's, here's the thing. I've been with my husband for 22 years almost. I love him. He's my person. Yep. Am I going to risk the fate? Am I going to risk the fate of humanity and or am I going to r- risk my mystical wish? No. And I wish she didn't even know she was making. I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. And I was like, I would rewind this, but no, absolutely not. I'm not rewinding. I'm not going to rewatch anything. I refuse. I have not watched that four hour um, Justice League. I tried to watch it. I I couldn't get very far. My buddy Kendrick said he got through it, but I think he like broke it up. I'm like, yeah, okay. I I was like, I can't can't do this. Mind you, I would sit through a whole Avengers movie. I would sit through the director's cup of cut. I'll watch all of the the Avengers, all of the Marvel movies in chronological uh, order. All through. 
And still, before I ever no. see that shit again. right? Excuse me. No, I I it, I like, you remember the director's cut of Lord of the Rings movies? It's like, yeah, yeah girl, child. It's like, I do that. I'm not doing yeah. this. Um, with the, with the <laughs> director's cut, I think I got about 24 minutes in. It got into the, like the bank sequence with Wonder Woman again. And it was just like, oh, this is so terrible. The way they utilize Wonder Woman, too. I know that I'm not the biggest fan of Wonder Woman character in general, but the way they utilize her is so terrible. It undoes all of that girl power stuff that they talk about her being. They make her man. They make her suffer over a man for 80 years. Like, bro, you can get over it. Like, you can move on. Please do. You can move on. Please go to hell. It's fine. I don't know how we got through this, but we had to do it. But yeah, so... Y'all, we're still in low key. We really are. But oh, sorry. You know, we'll I know. See. We can no, never not, follow. I'm not apologizing for this because I enjoy you. I never love you. You're my main. So no, I love you. I when I I love talking nerdy shit with black people. I love blurdy shit. I love yeah. talking because y'all know what the fuck y'all be talking about. Um, we just need to have an auntie's podcast together. I don't know why we're fucking. Oh around. my god, girl. Yeah. Okay. Don't make me put down a note. Some of my favorite moments of even any of my shows is you being on my shows. Really? Yeah, I love you. Did you hear that, Mario? Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I love him so much. I'm like, hey, Mario. He's like, oh my God, Stephanie's here. I'm like, yeah. I hope hope one day we can travel to see you together. But if not, um, you know. I'm, it's it's going to be a challenge even to get him out here to see me um, in my shop and shit like that. he's in Cali, right? Yeah, he's in Cali. Yeah, I need somebody to travel to um, Rashani so I can, like, y'all can tell me about these ribs that I feel tortured. I'm like, I feel attacked. I mean, Blur Vision has the best chance because he goes up there to see his mom still. Um, mm. I kind of stopped going back up there because I got, it's, it's, it's trauma to go back to Sacramento for me. Yeah. Um, mm family trauma stuff so i don't like to go back I'm but um, i have gone I, I have seen rashani but he wasn't doing uh, consistently good back when i went to go see him um yeah because i'm like like i'm seeing these food posts and i feel attacked i feel attacked killing me with this i food was stuff. like this looks so good i'm like i don't know what y'all doing out in sacramento and y'all not buying these food because i'm like i'm, I'm sorry proud of him, but also like every time he posts i'm like kind of mad that he's just like posting the shit like do you understand that I cannot drive up to see you? Like, this is rude. I can't. But I, I'm super proud. I don't proud have my GoFresh link up, okay? You know, my, my so. Just put it in a box. I need to put some ice on it. Get shit together. Find yeah. you a person that's going to find you a di- distribution. Distribute. He's working on it. I know that he I, is. I know he oh. is. We, we, we all we boy. We can't help it. We can't help ourselves. Um. So... This happened today. I did not think I would be reading this, but Michael K. Williams passed away yeah. at the age of 54 today. Um, today is um, September 6th. It's the day we were recording. So he passed away. You probably know, if you don't know the name, you probably know him from The Wire, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? I think, if I'm not mistaken, he and Tasha Smith were still together, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Lovecraft Country. Announced, he just announced that he was going to get the biopic for um, uh, George Foreman's coat, like, trainer. Really? Like, he had just announced that, like, 
a week or so ago. So, oh, wow. That is so funny. So it looks like they may have not been together, but they were dating before, but I adored seeing them together. Mm. Um, but yeah, Michael K. Williams, Lovecraft Country. I was talking to my mom about it and I, I'm like, what is the name of that show? I've been blanking oh, all day. Gosh. So Lovecraft Country, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire. And um, one, I, I never watched The Wire. I know y'all like, but you're from Baltimore. I'm like, bitch, fuck you. Get out the hell on my face. That's hilarious. Like, you have to uh, watch. They're like, have you seen The Wire? No. <laughs> Every time I'm like, no, they're like, why you ain't watched it? I'm like, so it was good to a point, but I think I dipped after like the third season because once um he he was great on it when he was on it and um, Idris of course too, but there just hit a period where it was no longer the same show, so I I haven't even finished it. Mm, oh okay, I yeah I never yeah I never did watch it. Um, so the kind of characters that he has played, he's never shied away from it. And is a clip of him on the board, um, on the breakfast club, which yeah, good luck everybody. Um, that he didn't, he isn't problematic, but of course, you know, as them, they want to have the problematic conversation and he was very thoughtful about it. So that's why I enjoyed him off the show as well, off the show of Lovecraft country. Cause I didn't watch boardwalk empire. Um, homeboy, eats up scenery and so it's a loss because one he was only 54 he's only i don't know if it's just because we're at this age where we're like in our 40s i can actually yeah he's not far from our age it was just like that's not old but i feel like if i was 19 it's like what yeah but he was amazing like he's such a good actor and i was excited every time i saw him. i mean he's on an episode of of community so you know you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just he's just on things, and you're just like, I love that I got to see you today on this. You know, he was just one of those actors mm-hmm. um, that you're just like, that's a loss. That, you enjoy, it's, it's a loss. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. and it's not yeah. sunk in quite yet, but it's because yeah. it's today. So it's like they're today, saying yeah. they're already saying it's drug paraphernalia at his house. I'm like, that doesn't. I, I don't know what. Okay, I don't know what y'all what trying to imply, but. It, possible that he died with cocaine and fentanyl in his system but here's the thing this is a weird i was just saying this earlier like this is a weird side effect of covid is and this is so weird that what i'm about to say but because of covid a lot of the supply chains and supply lines even in the drug world mm-hmm. has, has shut down or reduced so they're not cutting cocaine with what they usually cut cocaine with mm-hmm. so now they're cutting it with fentanyl because fentanyl is easier to get and that's, that's a problem so like people that are dying of drug overdoses right now are dying mm-hmm. because of things like it's being cut with fentanyl versus what it's normally cut with and mm-hmm. so the shit's not like like you can't even trust your normal resource your normal drug resource if you got a guy because they may not know where that where their shit's coming from right now because covid has altered even that world so like yeah. you know you want you want to tell people like stay off drugs or be careful or whatever but like it's literally like you don't even know what you're doing right now if you're doing right. drugs right now yeah which is some weird it's just a weird so it's a fallout weird from covid too also yeah so i definitely love to his family and it's a loss <laughs> and you're see, you're seeing people coming in and sharing instances they've had with him 
and you're seeing people just saying, one guy has said on Twitter that he was at this party, he was by himself, and he came and just started talking to me and made me feel better. Aww. So it's like those kind of things, it gets you when someone passes away and people just have nice things to say about you. Yeah, I, I've never heard a, pe- a person say that he wasn't easy to work with or that he wasn't yeah. a good guy. Right. Um, that he was encouraging or that he would take time to like give give younger actors guidance or, yeah. you know, I've I can't. And he was just one of those people that you thought got through some of that real hard stuff that he'd been through and the mm-hmm. not got through it, but like was managing life outside of those things now. Yeah. So whatever had him. There it's like, yeah, I, I just I don't just, know. What to say. That's the thing people are doing. It's strange things happening in COVID. I'm not even going to, I don't know. It could have just been uh, accidental. And I think that's fine. It's like, I just, it's a lot going on in this world other than just trying to get by. It's like, we're still in the pandemic. There are still people dying. There are still people, people are going back up. People, masks are coming back on. I think Australia is still shut down. So it's kind of, and they were open for, I don't even know how long. And then they went back into complete, like, nope, nope, shut it all down. New Zealand got one case of COVID and shut down. Right. It was kind of, yeah. So it's like, it, it's a lot. It's still very heavy, but rest in peace to a, a seemingly fantastic person, but also a really great actor yeah. that provided some iconic moments. Um, last and low key, Cardi B is now the mother of two. She on 9421 uh, had a son. We, have not, we don't know his name, but we just know. What I need to know is when we get in a photo shoot with him and Beyonce, because they now got the same birthday. Nine four. Oh, mm-hmm. So now Offset is a father of five, but we have a new baby boy. Very excited. I'm like, see, I, I love babies. So I'm all I'm all for it. And it's Cardi B as a mom is adorable. So it's like, she, I, she's I, just she funny. She is hilarious as a mom. So I'm like, I, I I enjoy her so much. I, I really, really do. Um, so let's slide into mid-key. So let's talk about Andre 3000 and how, for some odd reason, um, Drake and Kanye are in a beef that everybody's like, what the fuck are y'all beefing about? And so Donda is released, hooray to somebody, and then Drake has his new album out, Certified Lover Boy, which... I can't okay. talk on either of these dudes because I have yeah, never, like, never liked Kanye. I don't like him as a person or his music. And Drake is, if not an actual pedophile, he is a groomer. Um, so I don't he listen to put us in the bubble of allegedly. So allegedly. Okay, allegedly. So, yeah, um, I know. yeah, y'all. Off the so, mic is different. On the mic, don't get on my nerves. So I, uh, so I, I don't listen or or engage in any of their media or their stuff. So I literally don't because know what's going on. Like I used to be a Kanye fan. Late registration is still there, but things got super weird after a few years. And not even just when her he lost his mom, but it started before then yeah, and then yeah. it spiraled. And then you see him breaking bread with a white supremacist enthusiast. And people are like, oh, I'm just gonna wait till the music comes, but y'all are canceling the lady in the basket skirt that sung at one party 
that the president didn't even attend. And y'all, it's like, y'all think we don't see the gag. And it's like, but yeah. <laughs> right. Kanye just kept talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm good on that. I, I don't need him in my life. So for sh- too long, didn't read. So <laughs> on a show, on the newest Donda album, there's a song called Life of the Party that um, Three Stacks had a verse on. He mysteriously got, was taken off that off that song because apparently it's supposed to be a diss song. Um, so they just took it off, so, which is very interesting. So the reason why people know that is because Drake leaked the song. So people who came to the listening party, they didn't hear that. They didn't hear um, Three Sex's uh, verse because mm. he had took them off. Drake leaked that song and that's how people found out. So now here it is. Andre 3000 is like, how did I get into this? So he put out a statement on Instagram. A few weeks ago, Kanye reached out about me being part of the Donda album. I was inspired by his idea to make a musical tribute to his mom. It felt appropriate to to me to support the Donda concept by referencing my own mother who passed away in 2013. We both share that loss. I thought it was a beautiful choice to make a clean album, but unfortunately I didn't know that was a plan before I wrote and recorded my verse. It was clear to me that an, an edited clean format of the verse would not work without having the raw original also available. So sadly I had to be omitted from the original album release. The track I received and wrote, wrote to didn't, sorry, have the this verse on it. And we were hoping to make a more focused offering for the Donda album, but I guess things happen like they are supposed to. It's unfortunate that it was released in this way and two artists that I love are going back and forth. I wanted to be on Certified Lover Boy too. I just want to work with people that inspire me. Hopefully I can work with Kendrick on his album. I'd love to work with Lil Baby, Tyler, and Jay-Z. I respect them all. I swear, Andre 3000 be just walking around the country playing his flute and minding his fucking business. He's like, I'm not doing this with y'all. Hello. It's like, why did everybody got fed? I'm like, yeah, I just saw Andre 3000. He was playing his flute. Um, Can we get you on a Lizzo track? Because she played the flute too, bitch. Um, I need both of y'all to get on a track. Yeah, he was the- like outside walking around LA or some shit. Right, with I was like, right? yeah, yeah. What? It's like why? And it's like the thing about it is, it's like the beef between Kanye and Drake. Girl, bitch, we don't care. I care that y'all bringing three stacks into this. That man be just minding his business, and I would love for him to record more music. But it's like he's taking his goddamn time. I'm all for it, but y'all gonna leave Andre? Keep Andre out of your your bullshit. And the fact that you we only know about this um track out of spite from Aubrey is ridiculous i'm like y'all are like annoying at this point yeah, they're annoying shut the hell up it's like we don't care but y'all bring in three stacks don't do that so you know that- how those people that that like you share a category with that you're like man i wish they wouldn't talk mm-hmm. oh, i know i know i know they i know they don't um I, so little nas x <laughs> So he is, you know, he is literally the Khaleesi of trolls, okay? He he is the call of trolls. This man literally be giving y'all the blues by just existing. It's like he lives in little Boosie's head rent free. I'm like, Boosie, make some music. Why are you concerned about what he does? So 
Little Nas X is having his his album is coming out on September 17th. Um, I love the imagery of just him butt ass naked and just this beautiful. It looks like an upgraded Lisa Frank background, <laughs> but it's super cute. And that's not shade because I love a Lisa Frank background. Okay. I grew up on Lisa Frank, but I love the imagery. He's butt ass naked. It's like, okay, some homie is working on his body and I'm enjoying it. Okay. Um, and also Lil Nas X is only 22 years old. Yeah. He's just a baby. I was like, oh, he's a baby. So it's like he's announced that. So on this album, this, listen to this: Megan The Stallion, Doja Cat, Miley Cyrus, and Elton John. I said, <laughs> "What? You got Elton on your album, bitch?" Elton, go, ooh, girl. I was like, I'm all for this. That you, he sold me at Elton John. Elton needs to stay famous. Like he likes to be famous. I enjoy, I love Elton John. Um, I love when he shades Madonna and I'm a Madonna fan. And I'm like, this is just fucking hilarious. You and Patti Lapone just be killing me when y'all be digging in Madonna's ass. That's funny. (laughs) Like that's hell. So we got that. So he did a photo shoot where he had a fake baby bump. So there's a lot of people. So there are people who are like, oh my God, what about our children? What are they going to think when they see this? And I'm like, first of all, why would your children see this? Why would your children be seeing little as X videos? Mm-hmm. Like that's on you. That's not on him. That's, that's, that's not, it's like, cause that's what they said about his, um, Montero. His, yeah. It's Montero. That was that video. And also the other video with, when it's the jail, the industry baby. Industry when it was baby. like that, like we had the pixelated penises and like, oh my God, y'all can't believe y'all doing this. I'm like, excuse me, we used to have BET Uncut. Y'all might want to be quiet. For it real. was like, this like, it's not, it's not given what y'all think is given. So there's been several different conversations for it. Um, One is people being extremely ridiculous because it's, um, they're using it as an excuse to be anti-trans. Oh yeah, it's like it's and transphobic anti- and homophobic, and it's like. Um, yeah. So let's see. He said that he came up with the idea for the pregnancy photo shoot after listening to Megan The Stallion's verse on their song. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" So I immediately called my stylist. <coughs> Excuse me. He explained, and she was like, "Wow, this is all coming together. Your album, your baby." I was like, yeah, this is my baby. As a joke, she was like, yeah, you should do a pregnancy shoot. So they started out as a joke. That uh, is even better. <laughs> right. It's like, this is coming out as a joke, but this is also, um, so he's, people are like coming at him with like real, like, how dare you? But he's like being jokes, but it also offers up the conversation from trans folks because there are a lot of people going, yeah, so this is a whole different conversation that we were not prepared to have or having to have. So it's like, so let me see if I can find the person that I watched. So there's a person who was having, there was two trans people having a conversation because you saw a lot of white trans people really being extremely like, how dare you to him? But then black trans people are going, so I hear you. But there's an added layer of blackness to this and it's really bothering us that you're like, you're like, you should know better. And it's like, wait, wait, he should know. Part, better. He should know better. Like, like one that 
him just posing like you can take this off you cannot be pregnant anymore that is harmful like there are trans people that apparently were offended and it's kind of like during the conversation it's like a 90 minute conversation i could like when i heard him discussing no that's a good that's a good point so i think it's a good nuanced conversation he is also um 22 I don't want to, and that's an awkward laugh, y'all. It's like he is a 22-year-old and we're asking him to just figure shit out. And it's like... Also, there is also a way in which some things aren't actually issues or statements, you know? like it's not a bigger statement, the bigger statement that we're saying, if that, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I think is the case. And I think more so possibly because he is a 22-year-old person, right? Like... He could have just been fucking around. I mean, how many times have you been home and you throw a pillow under your shirt and you're just like, eh, I'm pregnant, whatever, something like that. Boys used to do it, growing up, whatever, things like that. There are some things that I think actually aren't issues or actually aren't addressing issues or actually aren't attacking certain people. And that it's the other people's reaction to those things that where it becomes, you know, trashy or a joke or rude or some shit like that. Like, it could just be that he was 22 and they had a joke and they thought it was funny and they took a photo with without actually expecting and or reading into it anything that could have been an issue. That is very, very possible. Yeah. So I think, I think he didn't think that far ahead because he didn't it's like he's 22 there's no possible way and he is like good at trolling so i think from it it's like i don't think he i don't think he thought about that like what what about trans men what about non-binary people who are pregnant it's like you, they it kind of rubbed them the wrong way and it's just like, because I he wasn't like, a trans man mm-hmm. who is pregnant that that's what's rubbing them the wrong way i think so let me see um so i'll keep talking but yeah, because I guess I don't really I don't really know. Like, I know there's absolutely some things that I've seen that that, you know, have been read as appropriate, like, say, cultural appropriation in some way, shape or form. And in some ways in which it's just not, but it's misread. Like, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, here's a good example. The braids that Khaleesi would have in the show mm-hmm. where people would try to say that that was like a cultural appropriation of, of black hair. But it wasn't because the kinds of braids she has weren't the kinds of braids that black people have. They were, they were loose braids or, or, you know, or rolled into decorations, but they weren't like cornrows. They weren't box braids. They weren't, you know, dreads or anything like that locks or anything like that. They were more similar to what you would have found in, in like Viking people or, or Anglo people and stuff like that. So that was creating an issue out of something that really wasn't an issue. Cause a lot of cultures wear braids, the problem is when a white woman knowingly wears braids that are a part of a black protective hairstyle and tries to act like it's no big deal. That was not what was happening with the Khaleesi braids on the uh, Game of Thrones show. This might be also that. Like, this might also not be a thing that is actually addressing and or attacking because if they think it's an attack, I guess I don't know. Like, and maybe I saw I'm not informed enough to know because I'm not from that category of people. Um, literally, yeah. it could just be a photograph. Yeah. So, that has okay. No thought into it. 
Right. Because at the time I was like, oh, okay, I'm like, you're making people mad. Like the ones that I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you make like folks that say Lil Boosie got a point, but or ignoring the fact that he paid a sex worker to right. sleep with yeah. his son and his nephew. I'm like, that's right. who y'all are bigging up. It's like, I need y'all to stop. So yeah, right. I had to find it. So there is a young um, a young man by the name of Shuler Baylor. So he had an IG live with another um, trans man named Caden and they had a discussion. So, cause he had went like, like wholeheartedly like gung ho, like what the fuck are you doing? This, that, and the third. Um, so the fact that he, this is, he put this on his Instagram before he had the conversation with Caden. Um, cause apparently he had like went super hard against Little Nog's ex. So he had like, cause he had an issue with, um, with one, him doing his pregnancy post. So this is what he posted. If you're here, please go read my most recent post from 9-5. The post remains here at the advice of several black trans folks for accountability. Cause you know, that's usually what happened when people offend somebody, they just take it down. They're like, nah, leave that shit right. I don't want to fuck up. We'll have yeah. a discussion with you. Um, some thoughts on Lil Nas X's recent album cover. A few additional thoughts. Several folks have noted that James Charles did a similar thing of faking pregnancy before and are demanding why I didn't have the same energy in addressing him. The answer is simple. I did not know he did that at the time and did not address it then. That said, I was still wrong when he, it was still wrong when he did it and I have the same energy for James Charles, if not with even more severity because James Charles has said many explicitly transphobic things in the past. I will also add that add that why didn't you address James Charles you're racist is unfounded while I absolutely love and appreciate the attempt to call folks into anti-racism work this energy is misplaced my calling in of little Nas X here is about critiquing his carelessness and not considering the trans masculine community and that only the argument of but James Charles did this wholly <coughs> excuse me discounts that is wrong both times just because James Charles did this does not mean it is okay that little Nas X did so as well and that is why I chose to call him out lastly for the people saying but little Nas X is queer being queer doesn't mean you immune to being transphobic some cis queer people are transphobic as hell now I don't think little Nas X is intentionally transphobic but we live in a transphobic world so this intent did not land so I think the reason why he had a calling in from black trans folks is because I've noticed this too that when it comes to LGBTQ plus shit, I have seen white LGBTQ plus go harder at black people. I think that and say true. they're like, wait a minute, what were you thinking? It's like, wait a minute, hold up. There's a whole up. culture of, of white queerness that is appropriative of black women. So correct. And so, so we correct of, that kind of shit. Right. So I watch it's like it's a very long it's not very long yeah it's 53 minutes of an IG live between Schuler and Kaden Kaden um basically it's a nuance and it's a very um it's an important conversation because he's adding in why this looks kind of fucked up that you're going against this black dude but there's a lot of white queer folks and non-black queer folks have done really fucked up shit and y'all don't have that same energy so for him saying I didn't know it's like yeah so to a certain extent i get that but the other thing is but still y'all acting like black people should just know better off rip because we're black is really weird yeah it's like that's i'm like well y'all should know about discrimination it's like yeah but don't go harder at us because it's happening 
And yeah, also, no. it is possible that there's black people who haven't faced some of the things and therefore may not know. Right. Because it's like we're talking about being like LGBTQ plus people that are transphobic. I'm like, yeah, there's anti-blackness in blackness. So it's like it's not hard to understand. There's literal like queer people who who feel that that the T shouldn't be a part of LGBT. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or what's his name? What are the it's the folks? Um Dolce and Gabbana who are against IVF. And I'm like, what? So specific. And so weird. It's like artificial or um, pregnancy is a weird thing. He, like they said, and I'm like, what? And then let's add in Caitlyn Jenner. She's against um, same-sex marriage. She she doesn't care about like the community. She cares about her identity. Exactly. Always been that way. It's like, but y'all propped her up like she's representing the community. I'm like, no, she actually isn't. And they're like saying, you don't represent us. Yeah. Because you don't care about us. You don't care. You like, you're against um, trans kids playing in sports. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm like, why are y'all surprised? Caitlyn Jenner don't care about trans people. She's demonstrated that. So wild to, to have that because there's the whole thing about talking about what it was like to be an Olympian as mm-hmm. group, and yet now trans kids shouldn't compete in sports event like what right okay right it's like what girl, y'all okay so yeah so i i enjoyed their conversation it's different than the folks like what about what our children are seeing i'm like shut the fuck up like, I'm not talking about y'all, but you actual trans like, people having the nuanced conversation about this is totally different. Yeah, that is valid. That is um, valid. The, the whole thing about what about our kids thing is that that is, yeah, there might be things that your kids will get access to when you're not around. That's mm-hmm. safe. But again, it is still about the way you parent. Correct. And not about the creators. You can't make a creator not create because you might have a gap in the way that you parent or Mm -hmm. the amount of time you can spend Mm -hmm. around your child. Like I was the kind of kid that I was so afraid of getting in trouble for things that I did. You know, like if I knew I wasn't supposed to listen to a particular kind of music, I didn't because I was afraid of getting caught. And that's not, I'm not saying that that was good parenting on my parents' fault, that they that they parented through fear or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that kids do respond to how you've trained them. So if you're, if you're, a, if you're good about how you guide them, mm-hmm. they may not go to see those things. Or if they do see those things, they might know that they can come to you and talk about those things. And you should be able to have conversations with your children about what they saw versus some kind of punitive discussion or a hate towards the creator you know like that that part doesn't make any sense right now if there is something whether intentional or not that is transphobic about that um photo or the decision um you know i would i would i guess defer to the people from the community that feels affected by it i'm not touched by that so i wouldn't be the person that would be like oh no absolutely this is fine. I, I, I understand that I don't see the issue, but that's because I don't come from that community. So I'm not affected by the same types of things. I just have to listen. I just have to use this time to listen. Um, but yeah, it, I, I mostly feel like anything that not Lil Nas X does gives 
like people take that as an excuse to actually bash versus paying any attention to what he's actually doing. Mm. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of anti uh, gay and, and homophobia stuff that is thrown at him just off of his mere existence. Um, there's a lot of like weird anti-blackness that is kind of like a, you're not, you're not behaving the right kind of black for us type of mm-hmm. thing related to him. And I just, I don't, I can't. <laughs> it's so weird. They're like, that's not blackness. I'm like, yeah, blackness is not one way. It's not an you know, umbrella. And it's about not weird. wanting to be a monolith in very monolithic terms. You know, mm-hmm. we, there are still some rules, but right. it's, it's hard to govern. Like you have to decide what kind of black is the right kind of black. And it always mm-hmm. seems to tend towards like a hood blackness. Right. You know, and I've, you know, I've been guilty of it too in the past before I start paying attention and listening. I've done, I've done that to people and stuff like that too, but we're either a monolith or or not. And if he's being black, if he's a black man who happens to also be a gay black man and he's doing his black gay thing, then he is being a a black man or he is being a gay man. He's been a black gay man. Like he's doing all of those things at one time. Yeah. Hmm. I can't wait for this album because I want to hear this Elton John song. I really do. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it, it's very much like two things can be happening at the same time. Y'all dead ass wrong to be tr- like really like homophobic and transphobic towards little girl sex. And yeah. it's hitting people the wrong way if they're trans. Yeah. That's it. It's like, oh no, both is happening. Let's, let's, let's slide into high key. So okay. two things. So, the first is a young lady had put up a thread talking about like something that happened with her boyfriend, right? So um, one, let me add this because I think this wasn't like people are starting like, oh my goodness. Um, let's add in, she is from South Africa. So that is important to this conversation. Okay, yes. so this is what she started off with. My boyfriend and I left a get together at his friend's place abruptly last night. And when we were in the car, he started crying and told me that one of his closest friends asked that we stay over so that all the guys we were chilling with could take turns having sex with me. Okay. Um what's killing me, and this is not part of the original thread, but she tweeted a lot. Because you guys, it got really weird. What's killing me is knowing that birds of a feather flock together. Did he protect me because he didn't want his friends to do to me what they've been doing to other girls? Or did he really not know everything is up in flames now? My boyfriend doesn't drink. In fact, he's the only guy in their crew that doesn't drink. The friend that suggested this has come forward to apologize and is saying he was too drunk and was just joking. I'm not buying it, any of it. My tweet traveled so far that the mother of my quote unquote boyfriend's best friend called me begging me to remove this tweet. Funny because she doesn't name anybody in that tweet. No, she doesn't. This guy already has a rape case on him. I can't believe what's happening. Um, The only upsetting thing is my boyfriend knew about the rape case and hid it from me. Only after yesterday's fiasco, he finally did admit that his friends do this a lot. That's why he doesn't chill with them a lot anymore. He says he's never done it before and that his friend suggested this to him because they don't respect 
suggested this to him because they don't respect him and they always ruin things for him. They've done the same with his past girlfriends too. I don't know what to believe anymore. As far as I'm concerned, I'm single now, bro. Y'all can have men. Yow. So when she first put up the tweet, a lot of people saying, oh, he's a good guy. And I was sitting here like, no, the fuck he isn't. Why? Because he pulled her and cried? Right. He cried and pulled her out. And I'm sitting here like, but what? So that's the part that people don't like to talk about. What if he had just went along with it? Yeah. What in the bad part about it is, it's like, um, raped or would they have given her a choice? Right. It's like, um, also the fact that you know this about your friends and you're still friends with them. Yeah, that's that's where the you're not like, like, huh? Yeah, are y'all seeing this? And then uh, he already has a rape case. Wait a minute, hold up. This you brought me into the house of a person who has a rape case on him. This man has a sexual assault charge. He has a case, and you're around him. And also, y'all have done this before. So did. You let this happen to your other ex-girlfriends? Why are you still friends with people like this? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Am I the only one seeing this? Like, wait a minute. This does not make you like going, oh, no, you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to ruin this for me. Oh, okay. And I'm saying he was just joking. No one jokes like that. Yeah. It's like some people have gallows humor, but joking about sexual assault? Absolutely not. Yeah. And so I... I mentioned South Africa because that is important. Because my God. It's like, what the hell? It's like, there have been some wild, like, because I think, do you remember the early days of the Me Too hashtag? Because a lot of those stories came out of South Africa. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And it was just like, oh, there are people who got beat to death by two by fours. It's a lot. It is wild in South Africa. Because there are a lot of laws, but there were a lot of cases that came out of South Africa. I mean, it was just basically the hashtag was blackness, but oh, it wasn't just American black women talking. Mm. And so it's kind of like, I'm glad that she got the fuck one out of there, but my, my, my word. Mm. I was like, I'm not doing this with y'all. This is whack as hell. I'm like, this, he is not a good man. No. Let, let me just say that. He is not, and not, I think not it's, a good well, man. I, I have a problem with the tweet that said my only problem is and it's like really because there's tons of problems here <laughs> um, uh, but that it seemed more about him feeling disrespected than the risk he put her in like his from his own words from his Correct. own it was more about them disrespecting him and his relationship versus the fact that she had no agency in that moment he decided if they would stay or go and if they stayed would she have been physically restrained and raped Mm -hmm. or if they had presented it to her and she was like no would they have been like okay and then she could have gone without any kind of like don't be like that you know it'll be fun if you loved your man you would do it or all of the other kinds of things that happen when men try to pressure women into having sex right um, it's like because remember it's like we're old enough to remember when coercion was not considered sexual assault i mean it's still considered not sometimes like correct all right so 
Yeah, that, that like, was wild. I did read that in your Twitter and I was uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah, so I think this is one of the tweets that got me. She said, thinking about what could have happened if he had said, yeah, let's do it, will haunt me forever. And I don't think I will ever be a I will ever be able to trust ever again. See, that's the part that when black women talk about their reservations with being with men, mm-hmm. black men don't want to hear that part. They don't want to hear what these kind of things happen. You're like, you don't understand. It's like, yeah. So you're asking her like, oh, just get over it. I'm like, but you don't know what happened. And also like, just get over it is I feel like it's no big deal. You don't like you're telling me that it's it's the same. Well, I'll never forget that people actually accuse Megan the Stallion of being a snitch when she eventually admitted to you know right. who shot her, right? She was How you snitching. How you snitching? I'm like, he shot her. So it her health and safety had no agency in that moment. At all. It was all about telling all. on a black man. In Correct. this case, same type of thing. If you're a woman who's been assaulted or you don't deal with rape being raped the way people expect you to deal with it and shit mm-hmm. like that, where you should just get over it. This is this is the kind of thing that is saying, like you how can you determine for another person? The way right. I deal with sexual assault versus the way my neighbor might deal with sexual assault could be totally different things. And why one of us might look like we're handling it better than the other, I guarantee you the both of us are suffering still in some way, shape, or form. You cannot determine for another human being what is sufficient getting over or safety or whatever so if that takes her 20 years to trust another person if that takes her 50 years if she never trusts another person then that's how the fuck bad it happened that's how bad it was that is not on her that is not the person like i'm sorry that's gonna be that she gonna have to get therapy with this and it's like she gonna have to work through that because that's a lot it's like wait a minute but what if you just said yes (laughs) okay even what if you said yes as a joke, but didn't mean yes? It was the fact that like, I wasn't just, I was just kidding. And I'm like, you said yes. And also that's still like, if you know they've done this in the past, why would you bring any, why are you still friends with them? And why would you bring somebody else? It's like, but now it's like, oh my God, like, oh my, like you're crying. Like they ruin everything for me. I'm like, if you know your friends give off sexual assaulty vibes, why yeah. are you bringing anybody oh, around them? That woman at risk, what, whatever that Correct. is. If you Correct. put your sisters around those people, if you put your mothers around those people, if you put any woman around people you know to be sexual assaulters, rapists, mm-hmm. then you are a problem. Like th- this goes beyond not this, calling you're out the your problem. You're problem the problem. You're not calling out your friends on their criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. That's and this criminal so that's it always bug it's always hilarious when you hear men say i don't know any sex i don't know any dudes that would like do that and every woman either has a story or they know somebody that Mm -hmm. has been sexually assaulted it's like yeah it's it's not like a group it's not a sleeper cell moving across the countryside in my own case it is most of my friend like dudes i've hung out with Mm mm-hmm that have done this kind of stuff to me. Yeah. 
Like, it's not like it's always a stranger. In fact, it's rarely a stranger. It's like, it's like y'all think that people just grabbing people off the street, that happens every so often. But typically, it's somebody that they know. The amount of times I've been groped by a friend, the amount of times that I used to kind of mess with a person, but don't mess with them anymore, but they've grabbed me after because they've been there before mm-hmm. and thought they had a pass. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course it happens out in public. I've been grabbed in public. I've been um, complimented in really gross ways in public. I've been mm-hmm. told not to smile in public. All that kind of stuff does happen too. Yeah. But the more, the harder ones to get over in terms of just like general groping and or things, whatever, are the people that were my boys. Correct. Or the friends of my friends that are at the house or something like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's super weird. I I just want love and light to this young lady. Um, Cause she said her anxiety messed up because it it went viral, of course. And she's like, I'm glad it's getting back. Like I'm going back to being a normal person now. But for that one moment, it's like. Yeah. When you see, I mean, it's, it's worse when it's people, you know, that aren't supportive. Um, Mm-hmm. certainly like of course if i put out something on twitter and it like or instagram which i have done before i've openly talked about my assaults and stuff um and i've i've had people reach out and just bash me mm. on you know either lying on that that person or people or um trying to get attention because of blah 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 whatever um, but it's really, it's those people that are closest to you that either tell you they don't believe you or tell you you didn't react the way they expected you to react or that kind of stuff that like, even though some of those people are actually still in my life or that I'm still in contact with some of them in some way, shape or form, I can never mm-hmm. forget that they feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the rub is like, you have to work through it. But I'm like, I think like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, it's a very big deal. Because the thing, the crazy thing is that in a lot of cases, the option is to not have anybody in your life because of how many people in your life that part fucked up shit to you. So you almost have to either just concede the point to a degree and be like, I just won't deal with this shit in front of them. Mm -hmm. And at least they're still in my life or they're just going to be still in my life. So at least I have a person in my life Mm -hmm. or you cut them all out and you get down to the point that you, you almost can't have relationships with anybody because some, you don't trust anybody. It's like, no, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. You might try to do me dirty. And is there safety in that? Or is there safety in keeping people around that have caused you that kind of pain before? Like where, mm-hmm. where's the safety? You don't feel it in either way. Nowhere. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. Our last story in high key continues to suck and that is the texas abortion ban yeah so for a lot of people one that like talking about it's just for a state i'm like yeah so you do realize stuff has repercussions other states can follow suit and you know places like alabama oh absolutely you knew this kind of shit was going to start in the south yeah, I'm not not saying they can't come the, like the Yankees can't do it and the coasters can't do it, y'all. That is not what we're you're saying. It 100 get up there too. It'll just start down here first. It was uh, like Prop Eight was in California for real, and it was on the ballot. And and it succeeded. That's the thing. Everybody was like, I don't understand how this happened. 
It was on your ballot to vote. What you mean? Most of California is super conservative. Central California is super conservative. There's more of them than there are in other places. It just so happens that we have the reputation of being um, moderate to liberal because of the cities. Mm -hmm. Two major cities. Two. San Francisco and LA because San Diego is conservative as fuck and Sacramento bounces depending on who's the governor. So there's that. It's like y'all don't like it's just at a state. So no, yeah, it can spread. It can absolutely it can spread. spread like a ridiculous. So I got this from NPR. What does this Texas law prohibit for everybody who doesn't know? It bans abortion as soon as cardiac activity is detectable. That's around six weeks, which is before a lot of people know that they're pregnant. Other states have tried to do this, but those laws have been challenged by abortion rights groups and blocked by federal courts again and again. How is this law different from other states' efforts? Groups who oppose abortion rights have pushed for this Texas law, hoping that it will be harder for federal courts to knock it down. Instead of requiring public officials to enforce the law, this law allows individuals to bring civil lawsuits against abortion providers or anyone else found to aid or abet illegal abortions. This law empowers individuals to enforce an abortion ban. How would that work in practice? Anyone who successfully sues an abortion provider under this law could be awarded at least $10,000. And to prepare for that, Texas Right to Life has set up what it's called a whistleblower website where people can submit anonymous tips about anyone they believe to be violating the law. These lawsuits are not against the women, says John Sago from Texas Right to Life. The lawsuits will be against the individuals making money off the abortion, the abortion industry itself. So this is not spying your neighbor and see if you're they're having an abortion. In a federal lawsuit challenging this, a coalition of abortion providers and reproductive rights groups say the law places a bounty on people who provide or aid abortions, inviting random strangers to see them. What does the law mean for patients and abortion providers? Dr. Bavik Kumar, a family medicine doctor who works for Planned Parenthood in Houston, says the law creating says the law creating a lot of uncertainty for patients and providers, but Kumar insists he will comply. The ban, though, will likely mean a lot of questions from patients about how they can get an abortion outside of Texas, Kumar said. I know that there are many people who don't have the ability to make it out of state. Logistics and the ability to do so is not an option for them, he said. So I'm really concerned about what's going to happen to people. Dr. Gazella Moyedi and OBGYN told NPR over the weekend that patients are apprehensive. They understand that the abortion that they're having this week, last week, the week before is something that could, they wouldn't be able to have next week. They've been asking about it and asking, you know, if I were here in September, would I be able to get this? What does this mean for abortion laws in other states? If the federal courts ultimately allow this law to stand, it's very likely that other conservative states will move to pass similar laws. Sego, with Texas Right to Life and his organization, I'm sorry, said his organization is working with activists in multiple states who are eager to replicate this model if it is if it succeeds in blocking access to most abortions in Texas. It is still a bit untested. We're still working on what laws are going to look like if the industry decides to break the law. So it is a new model that we're still testing out. What happens next? Multiple court challenges to the law are underway, including several lawsuits in state court in Texas targeting anti-abortion rights groups, including Texas Right to Life. Abortion rights groups are also organizing protests and anti and I'm sorry, and demonstrations in Texas in opposition to the law. A spokesperson for Texas Rights 
Texas Right to Life told NPR that no lawsuits against abortion providers are imminent and abortion providers are say they will comply with the law as long as it is in effect. You know, y'all don't give a fuck about women. Y'all don't care about children. Y'all don't care about heartbeats. Y'all care about control. So I care about control. Go ahead. I read this thing. It was uh, someone posted um, a a thing about, it's a quote from a traditional Christian pastor. And and I'm an atheist, but this is something I thought was was really um, well thought out and more Christian-like than the Christians that I hear talking about (laughs) their beliefs on abortion. It says, every time the abortion discussion group uh, discussion pops up, I like to point out this quote by David Barnhart, a traditional Christian pastor, quote, the unborn, unquote, are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally and uncomplicated. Unlike the incarcerated, your uh, condens, um, your, I don't know what that word is, uh, Uh, To complain that you are not politically correct, unlike widows, they don't ask you to question the patriarchy, unlike orphans, they don't need your money, unlike education or childcare, unlike aliens, they don't need um, to bring all that racial, cultural, religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. When they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be the unborn. It's almost as if by being born, they have died to you. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structure, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you don't want to claim you love Jesus, but actually dislike people who breathe. (laughs) Prisoners, Mm. immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. This is coming from Pastor Dave Barnhart. And I think there's something to that, is that mm-hmm. you don't have much skin in the game if you're advocating on behalf of voiceless fetuses mm-hmm. um, because they become somebody else's responsibility once they're born. Um, either the state or the, in their view, it just seems like it's a whole bunch of unwed black mothers that are the only people that are out here just like willy-nilly trying to have abortions. But um, from their view of it, but they have no responsibility after they're born. It's just, you know, at least that happened. We did that bit, but now they have a life potentially of actual suffering if they were meant to be um, unboarded, you know, aborted. Mm -hmm. Because after that, maybe they are a rape baby. And now the mother has to have a constant reminder of the sexual assault that occurred. And maybe even fear that their child is going to grow up to look like that other person, you know, down the down the road. Um, whether or not you you got pregnant accidentally, you maybe you did all of the precautions, but still got pregnant. Maybe your partner died while you were pregnant and you didn't want to have their child without them being around. You know, there's so many different things that can happen. But the, the worst ones that you see people talk about, and I've seen it even today on the online, is that the youngest recorded mother in history that we know of was five years old. 
That means she matured enough by five to have a period, to have a uterus, fallopian tube, the whole deal. Was obviously raped because she was five years old Mm -hmm. and gave birth to a child for which was five years younger than her, her entire life, you know? And if something like that were to happen, no matter how rare it occurs, the fact that it can happen at all. And your response to that is that the beautiful thing that came of that horrible thing that happened to you is now you have this child, which is also a reminder constantly of what happened to you. Correct. That is gross. That is disgusting. It's it's gross. It's like, y'all don't give a fuck about women. Y'all don't care about these fucking kids. Because if that's the case, when a person goes to shoot up an elementary school Mm -hmm. and kills babies, y'all be ready to change these gun laws. Yeah. And y'all didn't. It's like, I still, but my rights. I'm like, he killed babies. This is when I knew, like, y'all don't give a fuck about kids or nobody outside your own purview. Because, and then wanted to have, like, conspiracy theories that um, the school shooting in Florida. Um, Why am I? I know which one you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. Why am I blanking on the name? It's like, yeah. And it's like, y'all thought that was made up. Y'all had crisis actors. Okay, it's like y'all don't care about these kids. You just want to tell women what to do. Or let me say this: not just women, people who can bear children. Let's be very honest. It's like we can include everybody. Um, and I know there's these nice women on the internet. You know, the Bat Midlards and all say just have having sex with men. I'm like, so time out, homie. Um, sex is for pleasure too. That is not going to solve anything. That's super weird that you're like, just stop fucking these men. I'm like. Yeah, stop. like it's, it's always a human, like it's always punishment, right? Like. Fine. It, it's like, we won't fuck you then. I'm like, so then. But what if you're a person who does actually want to have sex for pleasure? Why is that a bad thing? Right, it's punishment. You won't, you've taken our abortions. We're going to stop fucking you because that's the only thing we're doing for sex. I know it's crazy to me too that women have sex for pleasure. I'm one of them. It's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, it's scary to live in a place where that's where that's happening because I do think it could open the floodgates in terms of what other laws will be passed in other places. Okay. I mean, the thing about like here in the state of Texas, 666 laws mm. have been written related to women's reproductive rights that is weird as hell to think about you're like y'all don't have nothing else to talk about and let's add in the fact that the supreme court in a ruling of five to four said they are not intervening they will do nothing this is the other part of that yeah it's a five to four ruling and yeah your job specifically as a supreme court justice is not to have your personal feelings or opinions involved, but to do what is right according to the law. And according to the law, they should not have made the decision that they made. And yet, clearly they're doing it based off of their personal belief. Like it's, it could be the case that your per- personal beliefs and the law match up. Mm-hmm. But if your personal beliefs are opposed to the way the law is, your job is to follow the law. 
Yeah. So this is what they said in their decision. In reaching this conclusion, we stress that we do not purport to resolve definitively any jurisdictional or substantive claim in the applicant's lawsuit. In particular, this order is not based on any conclusion about the constitutionality of Texas's law and in no way limits other procedurally proper challenges to the Texas law, including, excuse me, in Texas state courts. Yeah, they're not stepping in. They, they refuse to block the ban. And it's like, this is utterly ridiculous. It's just utter. It's just gross. Um, I will say though, I kind of enjoyed the fact that GoDaddy, which was the host of that whistleblower website, said, "Yeah, we're taking that shit down." So they took it down. Um, so it looks like um, Uber and Lyft said they would cover the legal fees for drivers if they decide to drive someone to get an abortion. Because the law said anybody who was aiding or abetting an abortion, so they could get sued too. And they said, we'll cover that. The it's fact so that crazy. we have to do all of that is like, wait, what? It's so crazy that Uber has jumped on this bandwagon, given that they were they had notorious sexual harassment um, lawsuits. Against Huge. Them, including like their female CEO at some point was also mm-hmm. um, uh, up for some of these things. But, you know, like to, to punish somebody who may not know, like, mm-hmm. let's say you are going to a doctor's appointment, you get an Uber, you go and the mm-hmm. driver, as far as they know, is you're going to a doctor's appointment. Doctor's appointment. And then yeah. you happen to get a legal abortion and you, um, and you call for an Uber on your way back. And that mm-hmm. person technically is aiding and abetting your illegal abortion when they're just. A, a driving service that got called they can't unless the thing on the outside says abortions only clinic you could just be going to a doctor's appointment and now they're an accessory that part it's like uh so it's like what the hell also bumble and match said that they would create a relief fund for people affected by the law yeah there there's gonna be a lot of weird fallout from this that i mean hopefully it gets overturned but um there's a lot of work that texas has to do like we got to get abbott out obviously mm-hmm. um actually so a little, little fun story my friend who i refer to as my white woman whisperer she's the the white woman that that i sick on other white women if i need to and stuff like come that on, come on she, she's the kind of white woman that'll put her bodies in front of places or tell other white people to stop asking black women to <coughs> for them and shit like that um, she told me that before the website, the whistleblower site went down, she went on there to report Greg Abbott <laughs> um, because he got COVID and he mm. took that medication that was made from stem cells and stem cells are aborted fetuses uh, or pulled from aborted fetuses. And therefore he is both profiting off of and utilizing a service that supports abortion. Mm. she added him to that list before um before that website got shut down and who knows what happened like they probably didn't get access to the information because it got shut down or something like that i i I don't know but um i've seen i've I've heard about that and then i've heard like some somebody on the internet say i'm not saying to mail greg abbott a whole bunch of wire hangers but if you did here's the address is you know texas state capitol um, just like when we were donating money to Planned Parenthood in Mike Pence's name, um, 
years ago, I think that you're going to start seeing a lot of actions like that. But, you know, Texas, we got to get Abbott out of there. We also got to get the lieutenant governor out, too, because Oof. he's the who says that black people are responsible for black unvaccinated black people are responsible for the spread of covid. Um, even though black people are vaccinated in the state of Texas at a higher percentage than white people are vaccinated at the state of Texas. Fortunately, um, mm. because there's more white people here in Texas than, than black people, but ratio wise, the amount of black people that are vaccinated against the amount of white people that are vaccinated across the whole population of either white or black people, black people are vaccinated at a higher percentage than mm-hmm. white um, so, you know, we got a lot of people to get out and stuff like that. And, the, and then there is the work of trying to undo the laws when you still have a very conservative state. But the problem with this is that this is not a voted law. Right. This was done, this was done at the government level. We didn't have a say. Um, it should be the case that we as citizens would be able to petition our council people and our and our state representatives and say, hey, we're not OK with this. And they would listen to us. But um, that's really not how politics goes, even though that's how it's supposed to go. So who knows? I don't know. But it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a definitely a scary time to see what's going to happen over the course of the next um you know, I mean, I think we have like so much of this fallout is, wouldn't is gotten further along because of the damage that was done from a Trump presidency. You know, right? It opened he put up in day. three. Was it? Is it three? He got three yeah, he got Supreme three. Court justices in four years when they were blocking Obama's appointment for a his whole, one appointment his, for a whole two years because it was too close to the end of his term according to them. And it was like, no, we can't do that. But then it was like, no, no, let's get him in. Let's get him in they before Trump they, leaves. I was like, y'all are not slick. Me in there. She, she got, she got sneaked in at the zero hour. Literally. And so it was like, that's the part of it that, you know, high school civics really does help folks. It really does. I get it. It's like, was Biden my choice? No, but I don't ever have a choice for president. Cause I'm sorry, I'm a black person. Mm-hmm. Any person you poop it up, it's always going to be the lesser of two evils. I'm like, well, who doesn't want less evil? Like, I'm like, it's just the lesser <laughs> of two evils. I'm like, who wants more evil? Everybody wants less evil. And also, at, for a from a black standpoint, or this is a non-white standpoint. If we're being completely honest, mm-hmm. that's everybody's mode. It's like everybody's going to think this is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And it's like, it's never going to be like, oh my God, this person is going to be definitely for this. I'm like, they're working within a system that was designed when we were not people. Even people that were like the crazy, hard, hardcore Bernie people. For you to be that naive to think that Bernie really was like a complete change agent that was just like Bernie was the first one when Trump got elected, said we need to work with him. I'm like, see, this is why I told y'all not to follow ass. It's like. Hey, hi, he's still an old white man. He didn't want to do identity politics. And now it's like, he's our savior. Point on the chart where you think that. It's like, nobody is, nobody's here to save you. As much as I love what I Obama stood for and I liked some of his policies, let's be very clear. He still worked within the system yeah. that wasn't designed for anybody who was not white and, he and rich. Did- actively address some of the things that we really needed him to stand up and address he mm-hmm. never addressed detroit uh, or flint in in a meaningful way in a meaningful in fact, way yeah. he straight up tried not to talk about it as as much as possible even when even when um 
directed to with questions about it. He knew he had reports and didn't do shit about what was happening. He could have engaged in a way that actually took care of problems earlier and didn't. That's a major hit against him. Correct. The fact that he needed Biden to kind of just slip off and say, I support gay people to force Biden to force Obama to have to say, um, yeah, I support gay marriage, too. When before that, he was not doing he was not. And most people weren't because that's what Bush got that got Bush's second term along with the war. And that's all we don't we don't have that conversation. No. And and the thing is, you know, I mean, I've always I've always been the the person that refers to him as not the first black president, but the first African-American president, because him being African of African heritage directly versus us that are from generations Mm -hmm. of, you know, American enslavement. Mm -hmm. uh, We are different than him. Yeah. He also grew up in Indonesia with his white parents, his white mother, his white grandmother. In Hawaii too, right? In Hawaii and stuff like that too. So he doesn't have the same black American experience that many of us had even, and it really wasn't until college that he was, he was experiencing racism towards him as a black person um, in his life than say any of us who grew up here. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so there's different things about him that don't make him the guy for uh, like he wasn't going to save us and also you're not expecting your first guy out the gate to be able to save. there's no way that he could have it's like there's no way we were putting in i'm sorry brother malcolm was not being put in that seat right like it's really interesting to watch it's like to a certain extent it's like i get the apathy that black people have about politics i'm like there's a reason it's like it's not like it's It's actually like very righteous indignation or just righteous apathy i get it it's like you just go y'all there's no way he could just be the president for us but also there's a lot of shit that's at the state level that has nothing to do with him kind of like this yeah bathroom bill in north carolina that was not a federal mandate that was a law or a state and they did that like in the quiet of night yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Or the fact they, that they lace things in that are unrelated to other laws. It was like, know? huh? Yeah, like, like, what you talking about? This is this is a re- this is a uh, moratorium on on rent during COVID, but also somehow there's an abortion bill linked into it. Like you know, there's there's things like that that we we don't we'll never fully understand. Like we can take all the civics classes in the world, and we probably wouldn't understand the level of diabolical uh, literally things that, that occur it was like the um the health care bill that they called obamacare hundreds of pages yeah. some of them are voting they didn't even read it, they didn't read like, it. i didn't read it it's like wait you just said no you didn't even read it it was just because it was his idea it's like y'all there's a lot of stuff it can't be like trump has no power but then you walk in and say biden got all this power i'm like but y'all said that trump didn't have no power Biden in the same speech. He's well, an old also, white man. It's like, I don't know what to tell y'all. Look at the situation we're in right now. Democrats, Democrats control most of the shits right now. Right. Yet, I think but, it's still, a, is it still a Republican Senate? Yes. One of the houses they have. I think it's a Democratic okay. House, but then it's a Republican Senate. And then you and, got, and, and then you got your, um, you know, he, he could be executive ordering the same way trump did if he wanted to you know like but when he's forced when his hand is forced about something very significant he usually tends towards a moderate and or more conservative decision because Mm -hmm. he wants to keep his seat he was like that as a senator he is going 
like that as a president. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, they be- like were holding Obama to that. You doing all these executive orders. And I'm like, he's done more executive orders in his first year than Obama did in eight years. Right. I was like, I'm so confused. And then adding the stuff that's going on in Afghanistan, it's just like, oh, this is a lot. And it becomes like, Biden, you screwed this up. And I was like, but didn't Trump I mean, have it, these wheels in place before yeah, he left? Inherits the problems of the previous president. And some of them are just, they're trying to undo things. And mm-hmm. some of them, they're just got to go with the, they just got to go with it. So, you know, Biden getting us back in the Paris Accords was undoing something that mm-hmm. Trump Mm-hmm. Um, Biden's staying on target in terms of the evacuation out of Afghanistan. You know, that's just him towing whatever line. It's like, what is he doing? I'm like, he's letting the snowball roll downhill. Cause I'm like, I could have saw Trump literally had no problem telling everybody I'm gonna get us out of Afghanistan. And he been said that. It was like, yeah. this is not, he didn't make a snap decision. Cause um, right now we're still in a pandemic. And we're trying to get yeah. people, we're trying to get herd immunity. We're not thinking about Afghanistan. And the, yeah. the stories coming out of that is just, they're just terrible. I, I also don't think there was a clean way for us to do it. There wasn't. There, it there was are- like, And that's the problem. That, that's the part that sucks. It's kind of like, there was no way that this was going to be smoothed by anybody. It just wasn't. Yeah. Not after his, not after Trump's Muslim ban that he want to act like he ain't do. Yeah. So y'all i don't know how we got here but um yeah it's a, yeah i mean politics. It's like, yeah it's like politics this is, texas is a mess right now it was just like this that was like that was not on my because i mean i think this happened before yeah no it happened what after september 1st so this was not on my september bingo card that we have an abortion ban I mean, we knew it was coming out here and stuff like that. But mm. here's the thing: like, even when I was about to leave California for Texas, and everybody was like, "Are you sure you want to do that during, you know, whatever stuff like that?" You know, I've lived in Texas before, and mm. it 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 doesn't it literally doesn't matter what state you live in. Like, I've lived right. in multiple states. It really doesn't matter. You're still dealing with Democrats and and Republicans wherever you go. And yeah, you might live in a place that is more one thing than the other. But your day-to-day life is not constantly affected by the craziness of whatever the opposing party is in your area and stuff like that. That That's just not how your day-to-day life is. Um, it's just that some states have worse reputations about some things than others, but all states are out here doing horrible things <laughs> within their people. So many re- representatives don't represent the people from their districts and things like that. Um and this is just one very public example of that happening. Um, you know, maybe it does reflect most of the state's belief. It doesn't reflect mine, but I happen to live here. So my job will be to vote as well as I can and, mm-hmm. and encourage and help other people that, that don't vote yet or want to learn about voting or something if I can. But um, I mean, the fact of the matter, we live in a very racist and or patriarchal racist patriarchal system Mm -hmm. and nothing is really going to improve improve you can't really improve within this system correct which is what they show constantly throughout history is that regime fall they build something else they find out new problems they that regime falls they build something else they find new problems you know there's 
there's no good answer. Like there's like there's no good answer. I don't, I don't have a way to end that besides just saying like, yeah, it sucks, but moving here doesn't change whether or not it sucks more or not. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's pick a state. Pick a state. It's like, I mean, it's shit, like for black person, it's like alone. y'all. It's like oh, what about my like y'all? Racism is everywhere. It's everywhere. Your city alone notoriously horrible police um department just like many other places Mm -hmm. more cameras security cameras per capita in black neighborhoods than any other part of the country hello all of us have our trash like all of us have our thing thing that we're like i tell people that all the time it's like poor black communities yeah, just black communities, poor black communities are over policed and under policed at the exact same time. Right. People are like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, hello. Good Times had a running joke about if you call the police, they will not come. It's like, y'all, it's like we're under policed and over policed in poor black communities. Just the other day, I was driving to go get some food, and there was one single solitary black woman that was being talked to by. There was, I think, four to six cops standing around her, mm-hmm. but a total of like four um, cars on the street, cop cars on the street. And yeah. the cops were black also, but, you know, they were cops. And my whole question the whole time is, I don't care or need to necessarily know what that one woman did. Mm-hmm. Why was there so many men around her? Why was there six? Why are you, you know, so ma- like, cops? why are you doing all this for a that happened to me with a traffic stop and it was because i had a broken tail light this woman pulled me over as a white woman and it was one rush hour traffic it's a two-lane highway it had no shoulder i'm walking i'm driving down the street so there's no shoulder i'm in the left hand corner and she turns on our siren and so i had to find a place to pull over it took me a minute because it was like two lanes it's very tight so when i fully photo um you didn't want to stop that's how she started our interaction. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, was it safe for me to do so? I was just like, I was trying to find a good place. Oh, well, you could have just pulled over. Mind you, I'm talking about it is busy traffic. It wasn't like early, early in the morning or late at night. And it was just like, okay. So then she took my register, took my license and my um my registration. She was gone for a few minutes. All of a sudden, I noticed there were like two or three other cars behind me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on she ended up getting giving me like it's like a warning when you need like when you have a broken taillight out it's kind of like they give you like a warning paper like you have to go get yeah. it fixed if not they'll like suspend your registration but yeah. the reason she called those people is because her printer was broken you mean to tell me you got me sitting here anxiously for 10 minutes because you got a fucking broken printer also mail that shit you, you can be like oh i had to wait for a printer it's like bitch you doing all of this on a monday morning I'm when like, you know that like there was a day where you used to have just a carbon copy fucking book y'all don't have those as a backup but it's like you're going to keep me here because you and had terrifying. to do it because multiple because <laughs> like, one and you started off the interaction extremely off and it's like because if i was anybody else i'm like really no of course i'm trying to evade you of course i'm going to stop but yeah. then it's like you're asking people that y'all pull over to be more adult and have more awareness than people who literally have a license to carry supposed to be trained to not and it's like that's how you started this off yeah and i'm like whatever Ugh. Ugh. don't like that
at all. But y'all, we we just be going because I love Charmaine. Um, I know my my battery is about to die and stuff like that. I probably got a I probably got like wait, so, more minutes on this. Okay, so before her battery dies. <laughs> tell everybody how they can find all of your shows and how they can find Gulf, Gulf Coast Cosmos and also I forgot to add that she also makes masks that's my man yep um so for my podcast I'm back from hiatus because I also took a very long hiatus um, during my moving and stuff and mental health too um Militantly Mix is available every other Tuesday the next episode will not be tomorrow but the Tuesday after um on the the iPods and or the the iPods look at me sounding like an old person. Come on, the, on the apples on, on the, the iPod on the apples and the and the Googles and the Spotify's uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Blurred comics we do as a live Facebook um, stream through our Blurred Comics page, but we also put that same stream onto our podcast on Thursdays every week. Uh, you can go to my comic book shop. Gulf Coast Cosmos by going to gulfcoastcosmos.com or following us on the social medias at GCC Comics. So there's three C's all together. Uh, and for Masks by Maine, if you would like to, to buy any of my awesome ass masks, you can go to masks by Maine, M A N E dot com, and also follow me on the social medias at masks by Maine as well. Yay! Sorry, I'm very, I'm very excited. But you guys, um, I will be back. This has been the Milk Minutes podcast. Charmaine, as usual, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I will be back, guys, with another episode next week. So. You think I'm being typecast? I don't know. This cat is type guys. It's a fucking cat, you know? Ain't got much choice. What if he moved to a new neighborhood? You know? Hung out with the poodle crowd, did poodle things, you know, become a poodle. Still be a cat, you know? But what if he convinced himself that he was a poodle and everyone else that he was a poodle? Wouldn't that make him a poodle? That's a good point. I mean, weird as shit, but that's a good point. And this whole metaphor is bullshit, yo. You hear me? You think everybody don't got a role to play, huh? You think a white boy could have played Omar? You think you could play a president? I could. And I think we've seen the last black president for a while. I'm just saying. I think you're gonna always be playing some version of Mike. Gangster Mike, old time gangster Mike, Southern gangster Mike. But I'm not a gangster. Everyone that knows me knows that. Self-denying gangster Mike. Look, I picked these roles. Me, I, I made this path for myself. Did you? Yeah, did you? Or did they choose you? You think we would be doing what we're doing if we had a choice? Huh? Face it, man. Look, we from a certain type of people that come from a type of place that look a type of way. You know what that make us? Black. Typecast. If I were typecast, I'd be in jail or dead. 
but I'm here. I got out, got myself out. You sure about that? 